Blog Talk Radio.
Okay. Good evening for most of the people listening tonight. Good morning if you're on the other side of the world or good afternoon. Well, shalom, or appropriately, peace to the human family tonight, especially Israelites in the diaspora. This show is always going to reference uh, our, our people in the diaspora. So if you're listening tonight, Brother Seth just basically is saying shalom to you. And I hope that you and yours is doing really great tonight. Blessed, highly favored, as they say. And uh, just walking in victory in every aspect of life. I'm going to talk a little bit about that tonight. Various aspects of life that's still relevant to today. So anyway, just again want to thank all of you that have been following this show since 2011. We're still cranking it. We're still doing it. We're still being a blessing to thousands all over the country and yes in various tiny little parts of the uh, the planet but mainly here in the US and in Europe thank you thank you thank you for following Five Smooth Stone since 2011 those of you that have done just that and thanks again to my bloodline family in the 15 states uh, scattered in the 15 states and really all over because uh, there's tiny portions of us everywhere, I seem like. But for sure, most of us are concentrated in 15 states. Thank you, family. The Douglas Kennedy. Shout out to the Douglas Kennedy family. Thank you all for tuning in tonight as well. Well, folks, tonight I'm going to have to go uh, pick up the, pick up the speed just a little bit because we have so many people on our panel that's going to be weighing in tonight on this very, very needed uh, dialogue uh, with the saints tonight. And that's what it's going to be, pretty much just a big fireside fireside chat with the saints tonight. That's pretty much what it's going to be. So I just uh, want to go ahead and get the show description out of the way because it's very important. Many of you just call the phone line every single weekend. You don't know what is going on tonight. You just want to be in the mix. And so this is for you if you've been calling phone numbers since some of you 2011. And you just want to know what's going on. You don't have, you didn't get any texts or emails. This is what I sent out to many people earlier about the show tonight. Tonight is July 31st, last day of July, folks. Julius Caesar. <laughs> this this time, this slot of days named after him. <laughs> but I send this to many of you. Do we keep the Old Testament? And or the New Testament, part two. Tonight, do we keep the Old Testament or the New Testament? Many who aim to please the Most High are clear what we keep. This show welcome all questions, comments, and concerns about the law and grace. A special segment of the, of the show It's going to be concentrated on the Sabbath rest versus, let me read read through, back up and read that again. A special segment on the Sabbath rest provided by Christ versus the traditional Sabbath day, in parenthesis, no work. One more time. Tonight, folks, there's going to be a special segment of this show where we talk about the Sabbath rest provided by Christ 
versus the traditional Sabbath day. What we what most people know that to be where we don't work. Or some people know it for being on Saturday. Lastly, are the gifts of the Spirit for today. Join our panel. Join our panel and special guest John Pryor tonight. So that is what's happening. Uh, someone is trying to call me, and I don't know why they're trying to call me. So let me do this. Let me get this. I think it's our guest. Hold on one second, everybody.
be clear on what laws and what laws or commandments that we are to keep. A lot of confusion centered around the Old Testament versus New Testament. This is part two. Last week we started this um, whole topic on do we keep the Old Testament and the New Testament. And uh, so tonight is just a continuation of that pretty much. Nothing else, just a pretty much of that. And, um, well, I shouldn't say nothing else because we're going to actually get into some other things uh, where we talk about the gifts of the Spirit. And uh, let me tell you what's going what's, what's happening within me right now. Um, folks, the reason I put this show together, the part one and part two, is because there's so much misunderstanding and confusion, especially with our young people coming up. Uh, and I shouldn't say young people like they're super young. We're talking about people in their 30s and and some even their 20s uh, that have come into this new awareness of who we are as a people. As a, finally, if you haven't heard, African Americans have discovered that they are for sure, no doubt, with much proof, scientific proof, biblical proof, common sense proof, we are one of the lost tribes of Israel. And uh, because of that revelation, a lot of people is uh, drafting towards the Old Testament way of everything. And they're kind of frowning at the New Testament. Many of them don't even receive the New Testament at all. So this this problem is is what has birthed this need, birthed this need. There is a need for seasoned, mature saints to help our young people and even some of our old people understand what we are to keep, what the Messiah, what the Father has commanded us through the Messiah to follow. And that's what this show is, is tonight. Nothing else, folks. We're not trying to be know-it-alls. We come tonight, and I think I can speak for the panel and as well as our guests. We come tonight. We come tonight as servants of the Most High, not knowing it all, not having it all together, but just living our life long enough to know some things for sure. Living our life, having a relationship with the Father, falling sometimes, getting back up. Uh, winning some battles, winning some battles, winning some battles, winning some battles, and losing some battles. Just battle-proof, just, just, just seasoned saints that know some things for sure. And we're not going to always agree our panel tonight as well. But I guarantee you one thing, with the scriptures that the various panelists will share and the insights that they bring, I guarantee you will not be the same where it relates to the Old Testament and or the New Testament, as well as uh, whether or not we should keep those, I guess what I should say. So tonight, we're going to put to rest a lot of myths you've heard, a lot of myths, erroneous teachings you've heard, and especially where it relates to, uh, later on in the show, gifts of the Spirit, this trivial, trivializing uh, our, our, our people as they operate in the gifts in a lot of these churches, as they operate in tongues in a lot of these uh, churches or assemblies, as they operate in the dancing in the spirit in a lot of these uh, 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 fellowships, as they begin to be slain in the spirit some, uh, a lot of trivializing. I've heard all kind of comments about this being voodoo, uh, this being of the devil, and this being... Um, just a bunch of men uh, uh, usurping a, uh, a, a witchcraft techniques, and I heard a lot of things over the years about the worship, our worship from this camp of Hebrew Israelites. Now again, 
I don't want those that are new to this whole thing. I'm talking about some of these older people here and this think that Hebrew Israelites are just cuckoo. There's there's millions of people that embrace that African Americans are one of the lost tribes of Israel. And all of them don't have um, uh, these issues. Okay, there's uh, organizations that've been around for hundreds of years that have endorsed it. This is not a, a new a new revelation. This is something that the Father has been doing and has has done for thousands of years in, as far as dealing with his people and scattering his people to the four corners and to the Americas and slave ships. And he's been dealing with these people a long, long time. So this is not something new, okay? It's just that we're newly finding out because many of us are just not in the Word and because the Bible, I believe, the, the, uh, excuse me, the Father has released a lot of this information to us. And that's why so many of us is coming around because it's time. It's time for such a time as this. The Father's called us into this knowledge because he's doing something within his kingdom. And it's a, it's a time for the, the, the changing of the guards. And there's a time for the rise of this people, so-called African-Americans. But as we begin to take on form, as Ezekiel 37 talks about in the Valley of the Dry Bones, as we begin to take on sinews and, and form and flesh, just as the the, the the story goes with Ezekiel having to see this and here goes this person again. This look like this is gonna be Elishua calling me. I don't know why this brother's calling me on this line. But I tell you what, uh let's just go to another song here briefly because it may be something of importance. I just uh don't know why goodness Folks, I don't know why LSU is calling me. i tell you what. I'm going to do this. I'm going to open up the phone line. And Brother John, I think you're in the house, and I see a couple. I guess I'm going to go ahead and bring in on, I guess, and I'll call this brother later on. Um, let's go to the phone lines, family, and let's bring on Brother John all the way uh, from, I think he's in uh, California. He can let us know what city here in a little bit. Let's see. Brother John Clark, are you there? What's good, sir? Oh, I'm doing great till uh, your your friend, our friend, is calling me for some weird reason. He know I'm on the show, but anyway, why don't you go ahead and say hello to the people, letting them how to get a hold of you, and give us your uh, insight on what you took away from last week, and then we'll come back and bring on Brother Patrick, aka Brother Malachi, and let him do the same again. What you got from last week? Because we kind of ended it on a bang, we was rushing and everything, and um, I will be back by then if you don't mind, please, sir. Well, I can tell you now that LSU was just—he was saying he called me to let, told me to let you know that he was going to be running behind because uh, the kids actually walked off with his phone inadvertently. Okay, okay, um, okay. Well, that's not something. He, okay, I don't know why my brother would interrupt me doing a show with that. But he can text me that. But anyway, all right. Well, not a problem. That 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 saves me from doing the call. Well, listen, brother John. Last week we was rushing towards the end, and it just was. It got kind of sticky there because I was looking at the clock and and I just <laughs> I was shortening people, cutting off people because we had to get out of here. So what did you think of last week's show? What did you think of it? What did you think we accomplished? Anything you, you stands out from last week's show? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The first and foremost, um, I didn't get to catch the first part because I didn't intend to be on the show, but as circumstance would have it. I was able to jump on midway through the show, and we got on a discussion, which is now the title of this week's show, and that really comes down to the law. 
And when I say the law, it's not just like there's one institution of it. There's more than one installment of it. There's more than one priesthood. There's more than one sacrifice. And all of these things oftentimes are conflated, and we need to go ahead and put all of our minds together by way of the Holy Spirit, by way of the intellect that we've been given, and make a proper distinction of what's what and how should we approach it. I've been in prayer about this given show just because people are not on the same wavelength, so to speak, and it's important that we not offend our brothers or our sisters who see it differently. If they see it differently, then they should do it differently. Uh, if, if you see it one way, that's the way that you should do it because it's the faith that you have in your approach that's going to justify your actions. That's what's going to really um, be the telltale sign as to what God sees you doing, whether it's right or wrong. So I'm excited about the proposition of having this show today and actually having the time to be a part of it. I plan to kick it with you up until 10 o'clock Central Standard Time, all things being equal. If it gets too good, I may extend it myself. But um, I, I know that everybody was really kind of wanting to get their piece in. I all I could get in was I, yeah, I got dibs the next week because that's, it was just popping like that. So I'm glad that we have ourselves a topic that everyone really is passionate about, so to speak. Well, well, and I, and it's going to be the same thing this week, folks. You know, a lot of passion will be shared. I'm telling everybody in advance, please look over us if we kind of get get that way because uh, we get too much into our passion because people really believe. You got some panelists and people in this panel. I'm going to come to you, uh, AK, uh, Brother Patrick, a.k.a. Brother Malachi, in a second here. Well, you got a lot of folks in this line, folks. We don't we agree on most of what we're talking about. That's why we're able to be, that's why it invited us because there is a consensus among us that we are Israel. There's a consensus among us that the Most High is who he say he is and we believe in his Son and the Holy Spirit. So there's a consensus on these things, but then on some other things, it might be some different roads we take. So that's why it's good to just provide scripture, which we'll do tonight the best we can. And we'll also provide experiences because the scriptures are good, and, and that's what that's what everything should line up. But the spirit is is it has to do with our everyday life and what's going on with us, you know, as human beings in this natural realm. It's the spirit and the scriptures. It ain't just the scriptures. It ain't just the spirit. It's the both. And they are kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Brother John? They kind of balance each other, check and balance it, if you will. So a lot of times it's our experiences, like, you know, Sister Sean Villa, Sister Eliana's sister. I remember when I was trying to get her to, to, to tell us how she found out she was just really quick solid road here, family. Uh, but Sister Sean V, Sister Eliana's sister, I was trying to, uh, uh, some shows back, get her to tell us how she knew she was an Israelite, according to the scripture. She kept talking about her experiences, her experiences. The Father showed me, the Father showed me. And I come to understand later, the Father really helped me to understand that some things, when people say it's not going to be in the Bible, Listen to me, saints. Some things are not going to be in the Bible. When you see a consensus of saints doing something like a lot of people you know is living a, a good life and, 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 they, and there's a, a certain trend or certain things that they all are doing, a lot of times, you know, we are the church. We are the church. And everything we do and everything we say may not be in the Bible per se, but it should line up with scriptures. But Sister Shavi was able to show me how that by the Spirit she was told and shown that we Israel. Well, so is it going to be tonight on some things. Some people 
we're going to say some things that may not be in the scriptures. What you need to look for is is the Father doing that among other saints? You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, so, so I don't want to get too deep in that. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit that later. But I see the phone lines is full of people. I really appreciate all of you that's tuning in tonight for this very, very needed, important show. And uh, let's go back to the phone lines and pick up uh, the one and only uh, Brother Patrick, a.k.a. If I can get his name out of my mouth. Brother Patrick, he also goes by Brother Reynolds as well. Uh, and uh, also Brother Malachi. But Brother Patrick, all the way in Fort Worth, are you there? And how are you doing, sir, tonight? Say hello to the people. Shalom, shalom. And shalom, shalom to everyone that's on uh, the show tonight. Uh, well, all welcome, praises, Israelite. All praises, to, all praises to Yah Elohim and Yahawashai, whom the world know of as Jesus. I greet you. In the name of Yahweh Shai, whom the world knows as Jesus, with love. Shalom. Well, brother, appreciate that. Appreciate that. And, um, folks, if you want to know how to get a hold of Brother Patrick, you can listen to show one. We're going to watch the time tonight. So, um, but he is with Israel now, uh, Israel now, now, spelled with two W's, and y'all can look up Brother Patrick that way. Uh, also, I want to bring on, I think, Sister Eliana's in the house, all the way in Mercy, California. So let's all take a little short little trip up to Mercy, California, and pick up our sister. Sister, uh, first of all, two, Erica 209-233, Sister Eliana, are you there? Shalom, I'm here. Well, good to hear your voice, sister. Really appreciate you and uh, Brother Patrick and Brother John all uh, tuning in t- tonight, as well as, I believe, um, uh, Brother um, Elishua, he's going to be tuning in t- a little later on. John, if you could, uh, let me know when when Elishua is available. I see he his line is here. Just let me know, because I'm not going to open this line until I know for sure he's... But Elishua, if you're ready, just press one whenever you're ready to talk. I know you got some going on there. But Sister Eliana, uh, again, we're here tonight uh, dealing with the same topic. This is part two. You was in the end on part one, where we kind of got heated there at the very end. I don't think it was heated in a negative sense, but just heated in a good sense, because we was raw, trying to get our, our points across, and the time ran out. So I would like to pick up kind of where we was uh, hit it on that, if you like, or, or actually I'm going to let you uh, choose which way to go with this, but you heard the show description, I'm sure you've seen it, and uh, why don't you just go ahead and tell us uh, um, what you think of the show uh, uh, topic tonight, what happened last week, what what you took away from last week, and give it, do it no more than about two, two or three minutes, what you took away from the show last week, and Brother Patrick will come to you next on that. Again, what y'all got from last week's show, what you, what you took away from it briefly, and folks, remember, if you missed last week's show, all you have to do is go to Google, go to Google, and simply Google Five Smooth Stones blog talk radio, and you'll get all of our shows, and you can see the date on it, and you'll see do we keep the Old Testament and or the New Testament part one? Uh, and that's with any shows uh, on uh, Five Souls Song. You can just simply Google it. You can simply Google it. And I also want to remind everybody before Sister Eliana comes on and Brother Patrick comes on, uh, talking about what they got out of the previous show, I want to remind all of the followers and family members to 
simply follow the show. Follow the show, family. Uh, if you got a link or something sent to you, it should be on the link right right where the show's uh, title is. To the right, there should be a little, I think it's a blue button that says follow. It's very important you follow us. That means you'll get messages sent to your Facebook or your Twitter or even to your Google Calendar as to when we are coming on. Sometimes I'll always send out these uh, uh, invites, and you'll you'll never miss a show that way, okay? Again, follow us, not to mention that it really helps us with the ratings, with Blog Talk Radio, Blog Talk Radio. Treat you a little different when you got a, a bigger following than if you don't. So we need you to follow the show. It's very important, very, very important. Go ahead, Sister Eliana. What you get out last week, please? Okay, well, I thought that last week's show was really, really informative. I thought it was it was very um, provocative. There was a lot of, of information going across, and um, I really was, you know, it, it charged me. I was, I was like, this is excellent. I loved how the information was being presented and all of the information that was coming forth. I hope the listeners enjoyed it as well, and I hope that everybody uh, went back to do further research and, prepare themselves for this, the second half. Um, we were on point with a lot of good information, but we did run out of time. So, again, I was very impacted by it. I thought it was excellent. Um, I did go back and listen to the broadcast and, on the archive, and I really, 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 really liked what, uh, the you know, the direction that we were going in. I'm looking forward to this week and uh, maybe completing, because I believe Brother Elishua had some really good uh, topics he was going to bring forth, um, as well as Brother Patrick. So I was kind of waiting to hear that and maybe jump in on some other, you know, topics. But I'm open tonight, you know, again, like the open forum that we had last week. I'm really open to the topics, and um, hopefully that we are giving clarity, understanding, and direction for um, our brothers and sisters who are listening. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, and uh, I'll share those same sentiments and some of the things you said, just so you know. Uh, I thought it was a great show last week. Uh, I like it when it gets a little heated. That just means we just doing what we're supposed to be doing. When you, when you when we have these dialogue, folks, it's going to get a little heated. I just encourage everyone to just listen to the hearts. Listen to the hearts. Are they really trying to get get uh, get this truth out? You know, oftentimes this is what happened. Just just be mature by the family and friends. Y'all need y'all to have tough skin tonight. If it gets that way, just 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 hang out with us. We we're gonna we're gonna work it out because we love each other. We love most important. We love the most high. We love His word. We're just trying to help people. That's all. We don't have it. We don't not perfect people coming to you with everything together. But, you know, there are some things we know for sure, and there's nothing wrong with uh, the, the people of the Most High coming together and, and putting their heads together and saying, hey, uh, let's present this to the people, let's be a united front, what do what can we agree on, and bring the things we agree on, okay? Uh, for most of the conversations, that'll be uh, what the issues are. There will be some issues tonight where we don't agree on everything. And so when that comes, just bear with us and just pray for it, and we will all be one united front, I guarantee at the end of the phone call, at least in spirit, if nothing else. Brother Patrick, go ahead quickly in like two minutes. What did you get from last week, brother? Um, well, it just it just seemed like, you know, uh, we just wasn't on, um, just wasn't on one accord about the, um, about the law and grace, um, you know, that's what I got from it, you know. I mean, um, uh, 
we just need to, uh, you know, get more uh, uh, of an understanding from the Ruha Kodesh or the Holy Spirit, you know, and stop, uh, you know, uh, pitting the Old Testament against the New Testament because without the Old Testament, there will be no New Testament. And the New Testament is, is, is the manifestation of the Old Testament. That's all I want to say about that. Okay. Well, I will uh, say this one little thing about that, and that is this. At the very end, I felt like there was we may not have been on one accord, but for the most part, throughout the show, we talked about the law versus grace and but anyway, we'll see how it go tonight, brother. That's that, that that's uh, interesting. You feel that way, but it will. And some people may have thought that way. So let's go with the brother Elishua at Erico six seven eight five five nine. Brother Elishua, your line is now open. Go ahead if you don't mind and share what you got out of last week, please. No more than about two or three minutes, please. Uh, first of all, good evening, everyone. Um... Uh, good evening to you, Seth. Uh, hope everything is well. Uh, brother Yash, brother Yahweh Shot. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Um, I've I have this condition when my blood sugar drops, so I get a little bit oriented, disoriented. So I have right. been trying to ingest, ingest food. So, but I want to say, you know, I want to say, of course, give my shout out to brother John, my comrade in the faith, uh, as well as to you, brother Seth, and. Um, Sister Eliana, uh, Sister Eliana, I just want you to know something. I just want you to know that many things that you say in, on the show that you really, really encourage me, and I just want you to know that I appreciate that. Uh, I want to say, send a shout-out to uh, Brother Malachi, um, which y'all know is Brother uh, <clears throat> Patrick. I tend to call people by the names that they request, and he's requested that he be called by his Hebrew name, Brother Malachi. And as far as last week, um, I think that I can understand where Brother Malachi is coming from because I think that there are some issues that were kind of like up in the air. But for the most part, I think that we were pretty much in one accord. And what people don't understand sometimes is that we can have differences of opinion and differences of, of, of view, but that does not necessarily imply that we are in discord. Um, discord literally is almost synonymous with dissension. And I don't think that's what we had last night. I just think that we have a differences of opinion, and I think that as we proceed further, we will begin to clarify, bring those things up. And I think in a good way, and this is my last point, and this is I think a way that we can assure that we stay on point and that we do not do a whole lot of um, putting forth opinions that are not substantiated by Scripture is that it's a small request, and I thought about this today, and that is that whatever anybody states, in regards to the law, in regards to grace, I know I'm asking you and I beseech you that you would please validate it by Scripture, not just an opinion, because that doesn't help the people. It really doesn't. I know it didn't help me, and I've been in the faith 30 years now, and I know that a lot of times people gave me, and I think that's really added to my confusion because people would say things, and then when I would go back and research it in Scripture, and I would find out it was not always as they stated, and then more times than none, it was actually contrary to what they stated. So I think that there should be an impetus that whatever we state, that it would be verified and validated by the Scripture. And I think that in that way, so the Scripture says that that's the way that we eliminate confusion because it's real simple. When we're reading Scriptures, there's only one right way. Amen. Amen. Very well put. And we'll try to stick to that as much as possible. Now, remember what I said earlier, and I hear you, Ella Shaw, let, let's, let's try to accomplish, accomplish, 
intimidate the brother because what he is doing is very scriptural. We are supposed to be exchanging scriptures here and there. Just know that um, there's a thousand things we do, folks, in the course of the day. Thousands of things. We go to work, punching the clock, the way we take our breaks. Uh, some of us have businesses, and this and again, hear a little noise in the background. I don't. Want, I mentioned last week. I think I said about eight times about the noise. So if you're not talking, it's probably good to mute. Mute me. Otherwise, um, I have to call you out and talk about your line. I won't do that. So y'all just remember the noise. It's very important. If y'all listened to the show last week after we went off, you heard that noise. But anyway, uh, I just want everybody to understand one thing. I want to. And I believe Brother John wants to, and I think Sister Eliana wants to, and I believe Brother Patrick wants to, and I think Brother Ella should want to obey the Father. If somebody is explaining, let's just say the Sabbath, I don't agree with, uh, uh, let's just, just go here. I don't agree with Brother, uh, with, 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 with some of the brothers' uh, angle on what the Sabbath is. I just don't. Now, it can get frustrating when you're talking to a brother who don't agree with you or a sister that don't agree with you. But just remember this about that brother. Are they, are they, and they really don't mind if they're not really, are they trying to obey the Father as best they can? Are, are they are they playing games? They really know you're right and they just don't want to do it. If they are, you have to make a decision, brothers and sisters, and those of you listening on the phone lines, if I keep somebody keeps sharing scripture, sharing scripture, and I say I don't see it, I just don't see it, I just don't see it. You can't get mad at me because number one is I could be right when I say I don't see it. Maybe it's not there to see, or maybe it is there to see, and I just don't see it. I'm not at the, I'm just not mature enough to see it with what I have in my head, with what I've got in my Bible studies, the teachings I've gotten over the years, or whatever. Something is lacking. Love me enough. To be patient with me and just say, "Well, brother, the Father will show you. This is my. This is all I have to share." That's how we got to do it. I see people on Facebook, and it just it just really saddens me about our people how we can't do that. Nobody's trying to be the devil and see things and really see it and just playing games. Maybe there are people like that, and if they are like that, they gotta they gotta give an account. They gotta give an account. So, I want. I think we should talk about the Shabbat. But I want to look at the clock because uh, I don't know if to go into the Shabbat or the gifts yet because there's a lot of trivializing of the gifts, the fa- speaking in tongues, a lot of our people. And I'm talking about good people. And I don't want any, I, I'm talking about good people. I'm not talking about knuckleheads. The knuckleheads is doing it too. They're making fun of tongues and falling out. But there are, there are babies in the faith, new to being Hebrew Israelites, that is, is eating up. What they're hearing about the church being full of voodoo and and, and the falling out in the spirit and the and the tongues and and, and, and miracles. One brother told me he I've been Pentecostal church and I ain't never seen no miracle. What Pentecostal church has he been in? <laughs> Azusa was not make believe. That happened. That birthed something throughout the planet. Where he been? This brother was serious. He says, I'm here to call out all these false preachers. So he's thinking about laying hands and putting oil on foreheads and people going out and saying, you think all that stuff is phony. I invite him to come tonight. We'll see. That is um, uh, the, the uh, brother, 
he actually sent a brother to represent him because he didn't he didn't feel led of the spirit to come out. Now they'll go on Facebook and blast everybody, and I'm talking about people that's necessarily good people, not just anybody out there that don't believe in Christ. We're not going to entertain them on this show. I'm just sorry. We just have to entertain them off the show. I just that's my rule with Five Smooth Stone. If you don't believe in Christ, we just we can't. We've got too much issues with those that believe in Christ, so we can't entertain those that don't believe in Christ. Maybe we'll do a show for that. But tonight we're talking about those that believe in Christ and those that are serious. Knucklehead folks, I'm not addressing them tonight, so nobody bring them up. I'm talking about folks that's not born again, that are wolves and sheep clothing. The Hebrew Israelites, they're not born again. This show, tonight, it's not about them at all. Wolves. It's not about them at all. It's not to them, rather. It's to those people that are babies and they believe we Israel, or maybe they don't believe we Israel, but they have some issues with the Sabbath, that issues with the gifts, and they need scripture proof for what is the true Sabbath and what or whether or not gifts are for today. That's is what everybody understand. That is what the show is for tonight. Everybody, follow me on that one. With that. Okay. Well, that's what we, that's what's happening tonight. Again, please, folks, I'm not talking about those rebels out there on the Internet. Door. I'm talking about babies that really want to know, you know, should, is tongues for today? I've talked to them, and they listen to these these people in New York and ISPUK and all these people. They listen to these other folks, and they're confused. This show is for them. Seasoned people like us that's been Baptist all their life, they don't know about the gifts of the Spirit. This show is for them tonight. Those confused about the Sabbath, it's, it's all ages. And so i tell you what, let's do this, starters. Uh, Brother Elshir, why don't you do a... a no, I'll tell you what, let's go with the lady. Sister, uh, I kind of want to go with the gifts. What do you, I'm going to let, let you call it, Sister Eliana. Should we talk about the gifts first? Because there's a lot of confusion around tongues, being slain in the spirit, dancing in the spirit. One brother was, and it ain't just brothers, several people. You know, we have these comments, these long comments of many, many people. And many, many times this has happened. Uh, should, what do you feel? The gifts first or the Shabbat first? Yeah, uh, probably, well, we were on Shabbat yet, uh, last week, and um, we can go with the gifts. I think, we, yeah, the gifts are, um, that would be great. And here's, here's the thing that we have to understand. Everybody is not going to agree. We're never going to convince 100% of the people 100% of the time about anything, because we have to remember, the Most High created the whole earth, there's millions of people here, and a lot of them don't even believe that he exists, and yet they're walking around with his breath in their body, his wow. life and spirit, and they don't even believe in him. More, a lot of people give more credit to his creation, one of his created angels, who he's using right now for, the, for, for, our, for our perfection, which is everybody knows him as Hasatan, the devil, Satan, a serpent, more people believe in the created being of Satan than they do in the creator of Satan, the Most High Yah. So we're never going to convince 100% of the people that the things that the Most High, see, uh, the scripture says like these, the things that are, are, are spiritual, they're, they're, they're spiritually discerned. The, the carnal mind cannot understand the things of the spirit. None of this. This whole thing about serving the Most High and walking with Him, keeping His laws, commandments, statutes, judgments, 
and and the the resurrection, the the, the ruach, all of this is spiritual, spiritually discerned for a prepared people who are who are going to be walking with the Most High in eternity or the millennium. It's not for those that are perishing. The, the, the scripture says that the preaching of the gospel is foolishness to those that are perishing. So just when people get up in your face, oh, I don't believe that, well, you know, where, where are they going? Uh, obviously, they're testifying of their own destination. They're not going to be with the Most High. Now, for some, it could be that seeds have been planted in them, and they need to be watered, but we know that the Most High gives the increase. But for many people, and we see this over and over in Scripture again and again, only a remnant are going to really walk with the Father into the newness of life. The, 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 the world could be filled with 20 billion people. And, you know, we saw this from the, 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 the days of Noah. It says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. In the days of the coming of the Son of Man, that one be at nine o'clock. Go ahead and pray in peace. Brother Patrick, please meet me when you do that. Please, we hear you. And the rest Go of ahead. the people perished. The entire Earth population perished. So you know we can't be on the defensive about what we understand and we believe. We must be ready to give an answer to every man of the hope that lies within us. But we can't. We can't, uh, you know, babysit ideologies and philosophies and, and things that are contrary to the Father because the Father of lies is already at work in the world, and he's got a lot of people convinced that this is not real. But in the end, it's only in the end when they actually realize that they've been deceived that, you know, they'll understand that what, we were saying is true. It's been recorded. It's been written down. We're not making it up. We didn't come together. This has been recorded thousands of years ago. So we have to remember when we're teaching or talking, there's a lot of skeptics out there. And even the scripture says in the last days, scoffers would come. Men walking in their own pride, it, it's going to increase. So, you know, we're never going to convince 100 people, 100% of the people, 100% of the time to follow Amen. those side ways are true. So we shouldn't even try to do that. But what we should do is teach to those that are hungry, those that are ready, those that want to know, those that are are trying to find their place with the Most High Yah. That's who we should be spending our time and attention on, not not those others, because, heck, they're going in the wrong direction. And, uh, that, that, and even Christi, like... Christi Eliana, I feel you, and that's exactly what I was saying earlier, just so we would, we would, would be on one of one, one accord. This is the first one accord thing we've done tonight. Sister Eliana is saying what I said earlier. I'm not. This show is not addressed to Israelites. It's acting a fool. It's not to just acting a fool. This show is a. I mean, I mean, the, those that may not even be born again. When I say acting a fool, keep in mind some of these people are very serious in their heart. But I'm talking about some are not even born again. There are people born again. They found out we Israel, and they are listening to other voices, and they got them confused. They are knocking the church. Then I know that the church is full of Constantine Christianity. I know that a lot of the stuff that we are, are, are doing these churches is not right, but not all of it. It's all kind of talking about the Messiah and the Father, and He loves us, and He wants us in good marriages and eating right and prosperity, and He wants you healed, and He wants our money blessed. A whole lot of good is good is going on in these churches, 
But there is the movement to just spray all of them. And I'm not talking about one person. I'm talking about, it, you just, all we, we just went on Facebook right now. We all just kind of went into one face, just look. It, 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 it's, it's everywhere. It's, 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 it's not just Facebook. It's Twitter. It's everywhere. There are people, voices, that's, and they're the ones that, that know how the Twitter accounts. Not our older people. Not the seasoned people like us. We're not being heard. It's It's these big mouths that, you know, think they know a little something, and that's what this show is for, is to give them tools. So, Sister Atlanta, we are on the same point. We Again, we're reaching out to those who know we Israel, but that are knocking the gifts and knocking and not sure of the Sabbath. Now, I want to go ahead and talk about the gifts of spirit because I think it's going to be the quickest thing to talk about because I think we all agree on it. Does anybody have trouble with being slain in the spirit? When we say slain in the spirit, we're talking about the spirit of the Father moves upon you, as you are laying prostrate, somebody to pray for you and you went down, or maybe you just went to pray and you and you just kind of land before the Father. It's, it, it may look like you're in a trance, but you're being, as the old saints would say, the Father's working on them. A lot of times when we get the Holy Spirit, when they get the Holy Ghost, and I believe in the Holy Spirit, when it comes on you, if you're not scared and fighting it, which most people are, if you open up and, you, it's, and, and, and ask Him to you, it's not something you got to go saying, thank you, Jesus, thank you, and get caught up saying, thank you, Jesus, and that's tongues. No, He will come into you if you ask Him to, ask Him to feel you. And then when He feels you, I believe that, uh, you will speak in tongues when you feel when you're out of control when you when you give him control, not when you're sitting there with some of the control and you're kind of giving it a little bit. No, you probably won't speak in tongues. But when you give him full control, you will speak in tongues. Well, whether you be in tongues, slain the spirit, or you just be out. However, there is a such thing as slain spirit. I want to start with John. We hadn't heard from him last. John, then brother uh, Patrick, and I think, and then LSU, and then back to you, Sister Eliana. What's your experience with slain the spirit? Do you believe in? Do you think the Father does do that? The Spirit does do that in today, 2018. Yes, I'm absolutely. I'm going. I'm sorry. Go ahead, oh, Mr. John. You, you got the mic. I was just saying, absolutely agreeing. Oh yes, yes. Go ahead. Um, yeah, hi, Sister Eliana, Apostle Malachi, and yeah, I believe. And, and Brother L, I just wanted to give you all y'all's props before I, I get off into this. Um, Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm going to kind of play the devil's advocate on this because the fact is that I know that being slain in the spirit, speaking in tongues, praying in the spirit, I know that all these things are true. The problem is is that the church has utilized these gifts as a marketing tool. They have lied to us, and we have people who are complicit with that lie because they would like to appear spiritual. and so. The fact of the matter is that I Amen. have personally never been slain in the spirit, never. I have personally never spoke in tongues. I pray in tongues and prayed in tongues just before this show started, explicitly for this show. I pray in tongues regularly, but I've never spoke in tongues, and there is a distinction. If it does not need to be made now, that's fine. But you can go through every one of those gifts, and the fact is that you ha- if you have a preacher who needs to get that mortgage paid, he's going to front like he knows how to operate in these areas to give these false prophecies or whatever it is that he chooses to do, and he can now, get now, hold on, hold on, just a quick, five second interjection, five second interjection. When you say if a preacher yeah. has a mortgage, he's gonna, you make it sound like that's all preachers. Now you're saying all preachers or just some preacher would operate because people really don't know. Well, I I actually said it in my statement. 
It's a preacher, which doesn't mean all preachers. Okay, okay, I got so, you. I'm just saying that that if a person feels like, okay, I need to make something happen to make this ministry work because this is how I see myself, the, you may do things that are not savory to the most high God. That's the reason why I'm playing devil's advocate. And I'll give you a very quick story of my ex-wife's parents felt like they wanted me to be laid out in the spirit. I told God when I first got saved that I would not be knocked out unless he knocked me out. And I was dead serious. <laughs> the thing that I, I, I wasn't going to try and, and, and fight him, I figured, like, if God wants me knocked out, how exactly could I fight that? And so anytime people would pray, I would just be submissive. I would do what they asked me. I'm standing up here 30 minutes while they're trying to slay me in the spirit. And ultimately, I got angry, and I just went ahead and fell back. As soon as I hit the floor, I got up and walked away. And on our way home, the mother says to my ex-wife, then current wife, uh, John got slain in the spirit today. I said, no, I didn't. She said, yes, you did. You, you got slain. I said, no, I didn't get slain in the spirit. I got tired. I got tired of y'all trying to force me into being slain in the spirit, so I just pretended fell down so I could get out from under your hand. And it was a very quiet ride for the rest wow. of the night home. And so wow. my point is, the objective should not be to slay someone in the spirit. The objective should be to impart to them what God has for you to impart to them. It doesn't mean that they need to go running up and down the church and start bucking and dancing. If that's what God wants, if that's you, then do you. But there's no reason for us to, to Matter of fact, we all know, everyone on this, on this line knows that it is easy to play church. It is one of the e- – I can't go into any church and make them think that now, I'm the most – Now, hold on a second, second oh. Brother John. Bear with me. Bear with me for cutting you off, but it's for a good reason. Again, no these people listening, they already know what you're saying. They believe it's, it's phonies. They believe all of it's phonies. So they got a degree, a master's degree in it being phony. What they're not sure of is the real cases. What they're not confident of is that the Father is still doing this today. So while you are laying it out and laying it out well about your experiences that was not good, I want you to share on people you knew went out in the Spirit, and when they came back up, they was blessed, or they was healed, or they, they was a new man, or they changed. This is what these people no need to hear because, again, they have a master's degree. And then anybody coming out to John, remember that. Please, please. They already know about the, the, the shysters. You ain't got to even, don't help them know with that tonight. They know that. We want to we wanna shed the spotlight on the realness, the, the validness. People that's been really healed, blind, really happened. Tongues, LSU prayed in tongues. I'm anxious to hear what he have to say. Not the fake tongues, not the false tongues, not to let the grocery store to go eat some of my Oh, not no, not no plan, okay? Just FYI. But go ahead, Brother John, with the realness. Yes, let me just, I'll, I'll close this up simply. If what you're looking for, you who are the naysayers to the gifts in the spirit and the power of God, if what you're looking for is for me to explain to you that, yes, it is indeed true, you will not be getting that from me tonight. And the reason why is that I'm not concerned with trying to prove anything to anyone on this line as it pertains to the power of God. The only thing that I can tell you is that I know it to be true. Have, have I seen someone's hand that was withered? 
become whole? No. Have I seen someone who was blind see? No, I haven't seen any type of major miracle. But one thing I do know is that there are times where I was in need, and the way that that need was met was supernatural. No one knew about it. Nothing was done from anybody. It came from the most unlikely of avenues. And so I have no reason to try and prove to you, and I hold no apologies that the power exists, and I hold no apologies for my stance. But you'll have to get that from these other panelists um, because I'm not interested in that degree of dialogue. For the people who believe, one second, Seth. For the people who believe and they would like to begin a relationship with the Most High, speak to Seth. Follow up with Sister Eliana. Follow up with Brother Malachi. Follow up with Brother L. And you, you can't follow up with me because I don't have my information out there like that. But if you, if you believe in your heart and you say with your mouth that the, Jesus Christ is the Son of God and he has saved you from your sin, that means it's nine in your mouth. It's right there, the word of faith. It's right there. You don't need these explanations. You don't need miracles. As a matter of fact, it says plainly that uh, uh, a, what is that? Uh, what type of generation? A wicked generation looking for a sign. Thank you. That's a, for the people who want, they want to see a sign, prove it to, to me. That's the reason why I'm telling you, I ain't proving anything to you. I'm not well, even well, this. Well, Brother John, I appreciate that. Uh, I, I, I will say this, and uh, if I can talk about the fakers, I think I owe the same listeners, the realers. And because the fakers is going to drive them into saying, y'all phony, y'all ain't real, this ain't real. And that's what these young people are saying. And unfortunately, at this particular time, I'm coming to Brother Patrick in less than a minute, uh, unfortunately, at this time in our churches, just so happens, Ichabod is written on the doorpost, meaning the glory has departed, meaning a lot of our churches don't have these things operating. So these saints are saying, these because they, they are saints, the young saints, just born again, a lot of them know we Israelites, they're saying, I don't believe in none of this stuff. And if we can't produce it, even if it was in the past, you know, when last time I laid hands on somebody and they got healed, it's been a while, but I'll be lying them through my teeth if I say I've not laid hands on myself and others and they've gotten healed. I can't go case by case by case by case tonight. It's not one of those nights to do that. But I can tell you, folks, it's real. If the church is not operating, we apologize. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry? I said even if you did it, a wicked generation could care less. You gave them the sign. The, what, what the Messiah said, I mean, what Abraham said to the, to, to the rich man who did not give heed to any concerns about Lazarus who was there on his doorstep, he said, they have the law and the prophets. If they're not going to listen to the to, to the law and the prophets, they're definitely not going to listen to a person who comes from. Well, well, hold, hold on a second. Well, hold on a second. Remember, folks. This is why I said what I said at the beginning. That wicked generation. We're not talking about them tonight. I promise to God, if I if we if I can do this, I, and y'all y'all bear with your brothers tonight. I'm not trying to be controlling or none of that. I just trying. It's a specific arrow I'm firing. I talk to them. There are people that know Israel, and Brother Patrick will come to you next in less than a minute, and they know Israel. And they're saying, the, this is witchcraft. 
John can go to a service and see this and it not bother him. He knows it's of God. And whether it will not be operating his life like that, probably not. He has other miracles. You just heard him say he definitely believes in miracles. But he can go to a service and he won't call him phony. He knows it's real. It may not be operating that particular gift in his life, but John has other miracles in his life. And sure, I know for sure he can go to a service and can see people pray in the spirit, people see people dance in the spirit. He's going to think it, that was a good service. Or he may not have some issue with certain things they said, you know. Brother Patrick, I assume the same thing because he comes from a apostolic background. That's what they're known for. So, see, Eliana, I already know she's like that. So, we all know that these gifts are real. But these folks, they don't know that. And when we come on the line, I just want us to share that it's real. We don't have to go into all of the cases and I was here and this happened, this demon came out. Well, not tonight. We just want I want I want our panelists to just say it's real. You know, it's real. It's real. It's real. <laughs> it's real. It's real. But read your Bible and get yourself rooted in the Word, which is even that's more real than any miracle or any gift that there is. That Word of God, get in it and get rooted, and then you'll never have to ask that question. And, 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 I, and I say this, I say this one with y'all, bear with us. This is good. The reason why these people are not fellowshipping with these people. They're not just looking for a sign, just to look for a sign like the wicked generation. They feel like these churches are not worthy of them going and fellowshipping. That's the real issue. They're seeing them as the devil when, in fact, they could go there and learn a lot of fundamental things from these people. But when they see them laying on the hand, I ain't going up in there. I'm not going up in there. See, so they're treating believers. They're on Facebook fighting, fighting these people because of these gifts. That's mainly why I'm saying this. But what you just said was key. Get to know the Father, and he will reveal this. But I'm just saying, it'd be nice if, if some of them could hear a show where they can see, oh, it is real. Oh, it is real. I guess I'm going to look at them a little different. They're treating us like the enemy, and we're their brothers and sisters. Brother Patrick, go ahead, brother. Sorry, we just had to do that, though. That was a good dialogue. Uh, I want to read from 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, and it reads, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Uh, I don't believe that I, I believe in the spiritual gifts um, And I think that uh, A lot of people who uh, Who don't understand it Are probably Don't understand it because they are ignorant of it uh, But the Apostle Paul is saying In his epistle to the Corinthian church The 12th chapter, the first verse Now concerning spiritual gifts Brethren, I would not have you Ignorant Drop down to the fifth verse. No, the fourth verse. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Fifth verse. And there are diversities of administrations. Excuse me. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. Sixth verse. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same Elohim, or God, which worketh all in all. And Amen. the seventh verse, which will be, seventh verse will be my last verse. But the manifestation of the Ruha, or the Spirit, is given to every man to profit with how. So, uh, absolutely, uh, I, I, I would like to bear witness to uh, 
those who have a problem trying to understand it, uh, who are to those who don't believe it, that uh, the gifts of the Ruha are the gifts of the Holy Spirit are most definitely real. The gift of healing is real. Uh, the gift of deliverance, uh, after every Sabbath class we do, and I, I, I think that I'm, I don't think too many Hebrew Israelites uh, Sabbath classes even do this, but every after we end every Sabbath class, we do a prayer of healing and deliverance uh, because I definitely do believe in the healing in the name of Yahweh Shai, whom the world knows as Jesus. So I would like to end it with that and say definitely, yes, the gifts of the Spirit are real, just like the fruits of the Spirit are real. Thank you. Okay, so you believe in being a slain in the Spirit, brother? Well, uh, if that's the term that you want to use, I definitely do believe I that. I understand. One of, one of the initial evidence, according to the Book of Acts, everyone who received the outpouring of the Ruha Kodesh or the Holy Spirit, they uh, they spoke with another tongue or they prophesied. So uh, that's just another term to use about one of the evidence that you experienced no, once you received. Not tongues, uh, not tongues, slaying the spirit. Two different things. Let me tell you what I'm saying this, folks. Let me say, and I'm coming to you, Brother Elishua. This is why I'm saying this. There's a lot of, 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 again, we're not talking about knuckleheads. We're not talking about people looking for a sign, a rebellious people, a wicked. We're talking about folks that are scared of us and they think we are the devil because they don't understand the gifts. It's real, folks. It's people our age, Baptists, think that of us. I got people in my family think that of me. They should be listening to the show themselves. So this is not no, no little small matter. And a lot of these people love the Father. They just don't read his word like they need to. That's why what we're doing, we're bringing scripture saying, hey, go read here. You just gave him second Corinthians. My point is this. What's the name? Is swinging his coat and knocking everybody down in the spirit. He'll, swing, he'll wave his hand and the whole section fall out. They see him. They don't see the little guy in the storefront who prays for one person and one person goes down in the spirit. They cover him up and they continue singing and later on the person gets up and he just gives a testimony. I was delivered by drugs this way. Uh, somebody said, I delivered from homosexuality this way. You know, I was healed this way. They don't see all that. All they see is Benny Hinn swinging his coat and thousands of them go out, which I don't think that's real, but some people can, can argue that. Have somebody tell me that it was. I, I disagree with that. I do not believe in Benny Hinn as whatsoever. Now, that's what they're going to quote. And it's thousands, if not millions of them. And you can't get mad at them because they just, what else are they going to do? They see the phoniness. There's a guy in Africa, he's worse than Benny Hinn. He's doing something really crazy. This is what's surfacing. And so tonight, the saints got to give a... You know, let's just tell me, honestly, you don't want to go and just try to convince 100 people 100% of the time, or something like she, what she was saying, convince all the people 100% of the time. But we owe it as ministers, as people of the Most High, to give an answer. We have to do well on it, but we have to give an answer to young people. Just the word, like Brother Elisha would say, give the scriptures. We have to say it. So, so far, Brother John has said, I believe in the miraculous. You said you believe in tongues. 
you believe in the miraculous. I'd love to hear what Brother LSU is saying. Brother Patrick, do you have anything else before I go to LSU real quick? Oh, no, I just want to just let you know that I do believe in the gifts of the, the Spirit and the manifestations of the Spirit through us who believe. Thank you. And, and a lot of people, I had a brother say to me earlier, he said, where's the scripture about slain the Spirit? Many times while people was out and it looked like they was unconscious in the Bible, they saw angels. Jacob was one of them. Many times. Now, did somebody t- teach it, put, put a hole in it, and he fell out? We don't know. I doubt it. It's in the scripture to say that. But however way the Father want to work with us, he does work with us in that state where it's daytime, we ain't drunk, we out, and when we come through, we talk about something that happened. The same way evil spirits also work with people that's out. Under, If an evil spirit can enter a person's body and they can be unconscious or out of their mind speaking, how come the Holy Spirit can't dwell their, his chosen and speak through them the same way? And I believe that. I think that's what tongues is. When you give complete control over the spirit, you use your body and speak language that you can't speak uttering things because we don't know how to pray as we are. Brother Elishua, please, on the same topic again, uh, uh, what do you think of, of same question, and uh, just what do you think of the, the gifts of the spirit? Uh, I think I hear what Brother John was being slain the spirit. I think I mentioned that to him first. Brother Elishua, I'll ask you, do you believe in being slain the spirit? Well, <clears throat> I think before I answer that question, I'd like to ask a question so I can put this in context. Uh, Brother John Clark, on the line, sir? Yes. How did you meet him? Uh, Or are you talking in the bathroom? (laughs) And the question, the first question you asked me was what? Or the first statement you made to me was what? You praying in tongues all the time, don't you? Absolutely. <laughs> that was the question that you asked me. Now, well, I want everybody to ask you. I just, I was the one who just happened to ask you. <laughs> right. Okay. Now, I want everybody to understand my voice. I wanted you all to share that. Because what I'm about to say is you're going to think, whoa. Um, when I was at ORU, and even now, Paul made a statement one time. He said, do we all pray in tongues? No. Do we all prophesy? No. And he prefaced that statement by saying, I pray in tongues more than any of you. You've heard me make that statement myself. And I don't say that to get any gold points. It's just something that's been a part of my life for quite a few years. But, I, but Seth, I think that we are being unfair to those people who are somewhat suspect about being slain in the spirit. Because if there was no error... If there was no flesh, they would have nothing to address. And when the error in the flesh becomes more manifest than the authentic, then they have a right to question that. See, the problem is is that whenever people question things about what we say or do, too often we get offended rather than bringing clarity to the issue. Brother hold, Patrick, on a second, hold on, hold on, hold on a second, brother. What do you mean we're not being fair? That's what we're doing the show for, them. No, 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 no. I can, we can do 10,000 shows. How we deal with it. You have referred to them as knuckleheads. You have said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, brother. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You know what I'm saying. Hold on, hold on a second. I got to do this. Hold on a second, please. Please, please, please. Because you got the mic, and I'm going to let you flow with it. They're not knuckleheads. I said to, the people I'm calling knuckleheads is those that you say, Brother said, I don't even talk to them Hebrews. Like, if they don't believe in the New Testament, I don't talk to them. 
I ain't going to call them knuckleheads, but I said I'm not going to have no show. The show is not to them, those that don't believe we Israel. I, it's just not. I mean, those that don't believe in the New Testament. We have another show we deal with non-Messianic Hebrew Israelites. And I also said this show is not for those who just have a bad heart. They're not really even born again. They're questioning all of this stuff. It's not, this show is not for them. Because they just have well, a bad man, heart. Man, they, they, man, listen, I'm, you, listen, I'm you say, hold on, we talk early, everybody. Y'all don't know this. i got to say this real quick. Brother LSU was saying, I don't give my time. And I agreed with him. I don't want to give us time to those people that are claiming to be Israelites that is blasting us. And he thinks, this Brother LSU has said, I don't even believe they're born again. I have to agree with him. This ain't for them either. This show is for those who believe we Israel. Or maybe they don't believe we Israel, and they have trouble. They're born again, though. They are born again, though, and they are questioning the gifts. It, they think we are the enemy. They don't believe in tongues. They don't believe in grand spirit. They don't believe in nothing miraculous. There's a lot of young people that's like that. They do not agree with none of this stuff. They they think you are the enemy. They look at you like you're suspect. They don't want to hear nothing you're saying. This show is for them. So we are addressing and them. And that's, and, that's what I'm, and that's what I'm addressing. And to these people, they have a valid, valid claim to question Yes, that. they do. And this, is what, and this is what the church, I, I started out by saying, I wanted everybody to know that I believe in praying in tongues. And I made that, and I made that by saying, by, by, by asking Brother John as a witness to that, that I believe in praying in tongues. But in the same token, I think of 99% of what I've observed since I've been born again, I've been born again over 30, 35 years now, of what I've seen as being slain in the spirit is not authentic. And this is from a person who has been slain in the spirit. And because I, many times, let me show you what it is. There's a mob effect that goes on when you get a crowd of people doing something. And if you are a person present and you don't do it, it's almost made to feel like that you are alien, that you're something, there's something wrong with you. Okay? Yep. And so a lot of people will come up in the line, and they'll line up, and the preacher, and I hear preachers try to push my head And again, down. Brother Elishua, i got to do this, y'all, because there's so many that's of us, and we get off track. Hold on a second, Brother Elishua. Just, just, just that's 10, that's 10 that's seconds, because I'm going to let you talk. I'm not going to do this. You're going to talk nonstop. Hold on a second. If you let me speak, let me finish my thoughts, Seth, and then interrupt me, because I'm not going to do this tonight. I'm tired, and I don't want to do this. I want to say my thoughts and get back, and then you can critique and say all you want. But let me get it out, because if I can't get it out tonight, I'm just being honest with y'all. I love y'all. But I am not with that tonight. I want to finish my thought, and then you come back and say whatever you want to say. But please let me finish my thought, please. I really appreciate do that. Not, because sometimes you get me out court when you constantly interrupt like that. We said we, we didn't want to talk about the phonies. We said we didn't want to talk about the no, phonies. No, Seth, 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 I'm not talking. Seth, this is the thing. You go have ahead, to be go fair. Ahead, go ahead. You have to be fair. And let, me, let me show you. Go ahead. A lot of these people, I ask a lot of these people, everybody not to talk about the phonies, but go ahead. But Seth. And well, guess what? We don't need to have a show then about this because it's real simple. Everybody who's listening on the law, let me end Let me, let me, let me end it. Hold on a second. Brother Elisha, then I guess you just won't be on the show. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to let people come on the show and tell me how to run the show, okay? I'm going to say this again, and I'll come back to your show in, a little, in, in your, your phone number in a little bit. But, folks, we got to have some order. People want to know, is it real? I don't want them. I don't want a show. And if I have, if I'm the host, and I want to present a certain show, and I ask everybody that, 
You probably should ask me back then when I said that, hey, I don't know if I, do you sure you want to do that? But to come on after I said it and then do, I asked Brother John not to, and he stopped. He started, he's, he went another direction. We want, we don't want to give no place to the phony folks. I'll let you go on in a little bit. We know there's phonies out there. We know about the games. They know about the games. This show is to give our young people some ammunition of how this is so true. I'm going to come back to you, okay? I'm going to come back to you because I don't want you to be, you know, in a, in a second. I'm going to let you cool off and come back to you. Okay, but i got to have order. God knows I'm, I'm just, I'm tired of giving these folks ammunition. We're going to tell them even more how how games people play. I don't want to talk about people pushing folks down. Let's talk about the power, the ruach, the real ruach that we've come to know. Sister Eliana, please help us out here again. What's real? I mean, what have you experienced that you can say, my God, yes, this thing is real, to give to the people, those young people that know Israel, but think all of these people that speak in tongues going out, so they think they're the devil. What would you say to them in terms of uh, Brother Patrick read, the, read scripture proof of how it's in the Bible, but they're saying it's not for us today, or they don't like how the church is implementing that. I know where Brother LSU was going, but again, what do you know for sure, sister, that's good about those gifts? Well, first of all, the first thing that I know that's good about the gifts is that the giver of the gifts are good, is good, and the giver of the gifts is the Most High himself through his, through his spirit. So first of all, and then to be to be fair, we have to understand all power, whether good or evil, it comes from God, to be really honest. And so whether it's used for good or evil is not of God, but all power comes from God. And we have to remember that the adversary that, that's on the earth has been in heaven in the presence of God, and those fallen angels have also been in the presence of God, and they know how these spiritual things work. But my experience is that whenever, and yes, I do believe in being slain in the spirit, the, the term the church calls it being slain in the spirit, it, which means you're in a conscious state, someone is either praying for you or you are praying, but it's a, time, it's a high time in the service, usually. And in that state, the Spirit of God will come upon you either through someone laying hands on you by extending their hand toward you or touching you directly. And then what happens is there is a release of a certain amount of power or you feel it. It's like almost like electricity that's come down not from that person, but it actually comes down from heaven. And when it touches your mortal body, it affects your mortal body in such a way that you cannot stand in that presence, which is really the presence of the Most High. And so you fall down. And in my experience, whenever the Most High has um, allowed me to be slain in spirit, it is because he is showing me something that's relevant for our times. For example, uh, there was a time when there was a proposition. It was called 187. That proposition was due to be voted on in not just California, but all all over, that proposition was going to do very much what 
our current president wants to do with Hispanic people. That proposition was written that they could go in to schools, jobs, places of business, anybody that looked Hispanic, that looked foreign or was speaking Spanish, they could snatch them out of their schools, children, workplaces, stores. I mean, you're you're talking about a very evil force that was getting ready to come against people and take them and deport them back to uh, Mexico. And that was was a law. It, It seemed like a good thing, and I can't remember all the parameters, but that was really the gist of it. Anybody who looked like they were from Mexico could be taken forcibly without proof and be taken and deported. And so during this heated time, I was in college, and uh, I never forget we were in a service, and the, 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 the ministry that I was under was largely comprised of people of our current administration. And um, in other words, they were all Republicans pretty much. And so um, they were in support of Prop 187, yet they had workers cleaning the church and in the church who were Hispanic. Okay. And so the Most High caused me to be slain in spirit and showed me a vision of myself organizing colleges throughout Northern California to do a walkout. And this is all while I'm under the, I'm, I'm out in the spirit, but the Most High was showing me something very relevant for our times. And I saw myself organizing a walkout, and it reached all of Northern California on one day. And literally, that is exactly what happened. I came up from that experience. I was actually the student body president of my college, which is the College of Alameda in Alameda, California at that time. I started talking to other community college presidents, and we got together and we staged a um, scheduled a walkout. We were all going to walk out from our classes. We were going to meet, and it was going to be between Oakland and Alameda. That student body president, his name is Joseph Smith, he was from Nicaragua, going to meet with me with his campus, on my campus. Okay, and get to the results if you don't mind. What Can happened get, from that? I'm getting there. Okay. We marched. We did our walkout. We marched. We met together. We ended up in Oakland, California at the City Hall building. There was media. It was all kinds of people out there. The governor of California at that time, it was televised. Because of the protests, every campus did it together simultaneously. They did not sign Prop 187 into law. And it was directly as a result of the most high laying me in the spirit and giving me marching and instruction orders of what to do in detail, and we did it. Now, that oh. has been my experience. Every time the Most High has laid me out, I have, he's used me to do something because he knows I'm bold, and I'll do it, and it has made, like, tremendous, tremendous uh, impact in my city or my county or even, in this case, in, in Northern California. So... But, but you know, these gifts, we have to understand that these gifts come from the Father. And we live in the earth realm. We live in bodies of clay. And heaven is not made up of the material that we're made of. 
The Father, in order to interact with us, has given these spiritual gifts to his children so that we can better interact with him and also execute his will on the earth. That is what the Messiah taught his, his disciples, or his Talmudim. He, he taught them to pray, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed or holy is your name, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. The reason why we're given the spiritual gifts is to help bring about the manifestations of, the, of, of heaven upon the earth in order to change the dynamic, or in another word, in order to win back the title deed, the grant deed of the earth. It belongs to men, it belongs to men, but it is in held, it's being held by evil rogue forces. And the, 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 the sons and daughters of Yah need to take back the title deed to the earth in order to bring righteousness back to the earth. That is the reason why we have the spiritual gifts. And, yes, they are real. Well, sister, I appreciate that. I can just hear somebody saying, wow, all of that from being slain in spirit. Absolutely. That when you see the gentleman, when you see the gentleman, and we're coming to you, Ella Shua, in a little bit, when you see the gentleman, wave his coat. And all these folks supposedly, okay, I hear a little something. I don't know what that is. Somebody's lying. Supposedly go out in the spirit. Just know where there is a phony, brothers and sisters, there is a real. I am going to just go ahead and, and uh, share real briefly. And we'll go back to Brother Elishua if he uh, wants uh, in a little bit. I'm not trying to be nothing tonight other than stay on point. I just want to present nothing but positive stuff. We don't get. Again, these folks have enough bad experience. They already know about the devils, and I'm tired of talking about the devils and what people ain't doing. It's all Brother Seth is doing tonight. Please, these these brothers and sisters on the line, a lot of them have stuff I don't have, knowledge I don't have, insight I don't have, and I need them tonight. Tonight I need them to come through, and they will. So, but. As far as slain the spirit, I know brothers. I'm like Brother John. I've never been slain the spirit, and given what Sister Eliana was just given, but I believe in it. Why do I believe in it? Because my brothers and sisters or or relatives, when they experience it, I know they're not playing. I've seen people addicted, living their lives, had an addiction and slain the spirit, and they get up and they heal from that addiction. I've seen people full of demons, and they go out in the spirit, and, and they come forth and they testify what they saw. Folks, those of you that doubt slain the spirit because of like Ella Shields trying to get at, those that have misused the gift, do not be deceived. The Father is still slain, or people are being ministered to when they are out in the spirit. We, there's no other term for it. I know he said words in the gifts in the Bible. Well, when that when the when the gift the miracle happened, people said words in the Bible. Well, when any of those gifts happen in the Bible, who's to say they can't happen while you lay on the floor prostrate? You didn't think of that, did you? Thought so. Another thing is tongues. Of course, I believe in tongues. 
I think a lot of people give tongues a bad name because they're speaking in tongues when they can't get their parking lot. They're speaking in tongues when they when they when they in town in town they feel that emotional uh, 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 feeling when they when 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 the service get good they go off in tongues and people are looking at that and they look at how they act after the service and and when you're talking tongues it's kind of scary because it's like it's this person you mean their body just got taken over by the Holy Spirit and they're and they're speaking and like uh, I think it was Brother Patrick was saying. Uh, there's different types of tongues. You know, there's tongues, there's the prayer language tongues. The, the Bible talks about at one point, thou givest thanks well uh, uh, when, you, when you're praying in tongues. So you can, the tongues could be thanks. Tongues could be, the you know, as you submit to the Father. Again, you can't have this fear of it, but when you totally, 100% submit to the, to the Father. I believe that the Spirit embodies you and use your body and speak through your mouth because Nothing can get done in the heavenly realms unless the man wills it. I know it sounds real crazy if you say, no, unless God wills it. No, God gave his authority over to the man. And he just won't come on this earth and do anything. We have to ask for it. And when we give our bodies over, the Holy Spirit, no telling what is using our bodies to, to get done in the Spirit. The Bible says you know not how to pray as ye ought. So obviously the Holy Spirit is praying things we should pray. Because... It, why does it have to do that? How come nobody don't ask that question? Why can't the Spirit have to pray using our body? Why can't he just pray on his own? Because Can it's I not a man. It's not a man. Go ahead. Okay. Um, the Holy Spirit doesn't, it's not taking you over. That's not what's happening. When you have the Holy Spirit and you're speaking in tongues, it's not, you know, in the days of old, the scripture says the Spirit came up on the people. But today, the Spirit lives inside of us. So it's not that it's something that's coming and taking you over and using your body like a, like a possession. I think that the people are afraid because, first of all, people watch a lot of television, and they, you know, what's manifested to them when you're watching television, it's a certain spirit controlling what is church, what spiritual things are, and they always put, the spirit of God and the church, the people who believe in God in a negative light. But these same people will watch demons, they'll watch blood gore, they'll watch all vampires, zombies, and they have no qualms about it. But when it comes to the things of the Most High, they, it's distorted, and so they are afraid. But the Holy Spirit is not possessing anyone in the sense that you have no control, you don't know what's going on. I think what I did, Sister Yalani, I used the word take. If we can insert the word use your body, it definitely well, uses your, your body. body. And the scripture says that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. So in, 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 in other words, the spirit is a gift given to you, just like your car. You can take your car and run people over and say the car did it, but that's not what's happening. You're driving. And so you have to be, use good rules of the road, just like in the spirit. You have to well, use let, let, good, good judgment when you're... Well, let me say why I say that. Let me say why I say that. The scripture says, and let me just get quote where this says, because some of you probably want some, uh, you know, let's do this. The scripture says, you know not how to pray as you are. So you can't control the spirit because you don't know how to pray. Ye know not how to pray as ye ought. 
So what happens is we yield our will to the Father. And we say, Father, have your way. Have your way, Father. A lot of times in our prayer clauses, if we just would get rid of this fear of speaking in tongues, we just say, have your way. Have your way, Father. Romans 8 and 26 says, Romans 8 and 26 in the King James Version, says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray as we ought, so we can't lead it. We just submit to it, and it prays through us. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. This Spirit uses our body. Uh, if y'all don't like the word takeover, it does sound a little aggressive because the Spirit is definitely a gentleman. And like Sister Eliana just said, the Spirit, Brother Patrick, we ain't want to call here. You had mentioned that. I want you to hear this tonight. This ain't no discord. Sister Eliana said, he don't take, or it's not like a demon. She's right. Absolutely. It's not a take. You give it authority. But when you give it authority, it uses that authority. So it does use your body. And it prays. It prays. The Spirit maketh intercession. Not you. The Spirit maketh intercession with your tongue, with your mouth. And I think it's because of the law of being a man. Why come the Spirit need us to pray? Why does the Spirit just pray on its own? Why does the Father need us for anything like that? So, again, we're talking about tongues coming to you by Belashua. We're talking about tongues and how the Spirit will make these intercessions for us. And then there's other scriptures that talks about uh, how it uses our body to give thanks. So tongues are real, family and friends. If you see folks out there playing with this thing, young people, just know wherever there's a phony, there is a real. Um, Brother Elisha, I'm going to come back to you at this time again. Uh, if you could hit tongues and any other gifts you feel led to talk about, please. Your line is now open. Brother Elisha, go ahead. Okay, Brother Patrick, I don't know if you have 13, 13, chapter 8, verse 11. We didn't hear you the first. 13, chapter 8, verse 11. So the priest okay. could not stand to minister because of the class. But I can't hear you. Okay, I thought was, I thought I was disconnected there. Okay, so uh, First Kings chapter eight verse eleven. So the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of Yahweh had filled the house of Yahweh. Then spoke Solomon. Yahweh said he would dwell in the thick in the thick darkness. <laughs> passage I just read is one of probably maybe two passages of scripture that speaks with anything that has resemblance to being slain. Ladies and gentlemen, I suffer many things except for my dignity. This is my last time on this show. I will never be treated by a child by anyone. Thank you. I love y'all. I wish you Move past that. Just got to move past that, okay? Uh, ask something very simple. Everybody, let's be positive that you share. And, you know, if you got to control, this, it, listen, let me just say this, because obviously the big big elephant is in the room. So let's get the elephant out of the room so we can finish with this show. I love that guy. We're going to be talking. He may be on the next show. I don't know. But listen, when you come on somebody's show, 
whether or not they're doing something, you know, hopefully you're inspired with the Father, but if you're not, you have to use wisdom. The brothers say, let's talk about this, I'm going to talk about this, and I'm just going to share. If I say don't bring up negativity about these, these people already know all of the game. They think none of this stuff is real. So Ellie's honest spent about six minutes sharing about a powerful story that happened to her being slain in the spirit. We need about 20 of those tonight. We need this show to people to people see, wow, this is real. We don't need no more talking about the shysters. They already know about that. And when I laid that down, you got to respect people. If you can't follow that rule, say, Brother Seth, I understand what you're trying to do, but I just can't follow that. You don't come on and just violate that. That's disrespect, y'all. So what? I got a little blog show. I'm nobody. I'm nobody. I'm just trying to help some people that I know is listening to this show. I'm looking at the phone lines, and I know they want to know, well, I, I, I heard Sissy Eliana, but who else is real? I want, I want to know. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm doing tonight, y'all. Nothing else. Nothing else. Forgive me if I'm not handling it right, but I'm trying my best. Brother Patrick, I'm going to come at you again. Uh, just a little bit more, and we can start talking about the Shabbat here in a little bit. Let's go ahead and go to, let's see what time it is. Let's go for maybe another 15, 20 minutes. Let's go ahead and go to uh, on the top of the hour and just talking about um, because the Shabbat is just one topic, you know, and I'm going to play a little clip uh, on that. And so let's just go ahead and talk about the, the gifts a little bit more. I like to hit on uh, such a thing as prophecy because a lot of preachers will say, uh, this is so uh, the Lord got a word for you. And uh, they start talking about money and all this stuff. So what have you known? Do you believe, Brother Patrick, that a minister can call someone out and give him a word, and it be of the, the Father? Let's talk about a word of knowledge, or where uh, the Scripture talks about. And, and again, we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Everybody, the gifts of the Spirit. The Spirit talks about a discern, uh, uh, discerning of spirits. Sometimes a minister will call you out because he feels like there was a discerning of spirits. He discerns something in you, or he has a word for you, or he has a word of wisdom as another gift. So, uh, what what do you have? Uh, anything? Uh, and by the way, folks, the gifts of the Spirit. Those of you that want to read up on this, the gifts of the Spirit is found in First Corinthians twelve. First Corinthians twelve. Brother uh, Patrick, go ahead and share any experiences that would validate the word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or a minister calling out someone and, and saying, I perceive evil spirit is, is, is trying to do this, that, and the other. Please. Uh, well, uh, yes, I do believe. Uh, I mean, I've, I've sat in some churches where I've seen that happen, and uh, it was real. Uh, I do believe in prophecy. Uh, once again, I will refer everyone back to First Corinthians, the twelfth chapter, the eighth verse. For to one is given the, by the Spirit the word of wisdom; to another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. Uh, so yes, uh, uh, I've been in churches where I've seen it happen. Uh, I've also uh, received the word from a. a from a, uh, someone who was operating in the fivefold gifts, fivefold gifts is like uh, the fourth chapter of Ephesians, the apostle, uh, prophet, evangelist, pastors, teachers. Uh, uh, I received the word of confirmation about something I was dealing with, 
as well. And uh, so I've experienced it definitely, and I believe in it. Brother John, I hadn't heard from you in a while. Go ahead and elaborate on any any words of wisdom, words of knowledge, anything where somebody has called out a person out of the audience. Uh, do you believe that the Father will speak through that supposedly man of the uh, uh, of y'all, man of God, uh, to that particular person with a, a seasoned, relevant, accurate word? Does the Most High do that? Uh, absolutely. And again, while I've had personal words of knowledge and words of wisdom, personally, that God dealt with me on a one, one-on-one basis, which obviously any naysayer, would, it would make it very easy picking for them to say, like, man, you're just tripping or whatever the case may be. The fact is that I've had very close associates, persons who are very, very level, even even uh, minded. They're not high strong, so to speak and looking for the acknowledgement of anyone. And uh, that's a personal one-on-one conversation where they've explained thus and so, and I've seen thus and so. Um, I'm not looking to go into any greater detail because, again, to a hardened heart, I'm not saying anything that's going to make a hardened heart say, oh, I see now. Um, But, yes, I, I believe in that gift as well. Not a hard heart per se, but just people that. Uh, 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 I mean, just, what I said. Just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. What I said. See what's I, happening. I, I, let me let me let me just share y'all a little. Let me just share a little bit. Maybe I should have shared a little bit more of this earlier, but I'm trying to get on into it. Let let me tell y'all why I keep saying that. There are people they won't give John the time of day to say what he said. Soon as he find out, they find number one, they ain't going to nobody's church. They're born again. They actually had an encounter with the Father. We're not dealing with knucklehead people tonight again. We're not dealing with, we're dealing with deceived saints, young people that saying, this stuff is of the devil. This stuff is of the devil. And I'm tired of these Christians. And these Christians this and these Christians that, and they're throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Some of y'all might say, well, I don't have nothing. I do. Else, why do we have prophets, preachers, evangelists, teachers? Why do we have them? Sometimes we can't hear the Spirit. Sometimes we don't look at those scriptures, as Brother Patrick pointed out. Uh, he brought out the scriptures, and I brought out scriptures, and I think all of us have. Some of these brothers and sisters, they'll read First Corinthians 12. How do you think you have a Baptist organization or a Methodist organization? No offense to anyone that's listening. You're Baptist or Methodist. But you got giant organizations and you know a lot of people love the Father. And they fight this. If they fight this, and they, you know some of them, it's, it's, it's love the Father. Good heart. If they fight this, what do you think young people, 27 years old, just find out we Israelites and they wanted to walk on the pastors and teach that? And they're told, because they're devils. They're a bunch of niggas running these churches. They're a bunch of pimps. And then they're they doing all that tongue talking. This is, this is people talking to hear. These young people, what do they need to do? So you darn show Skippy, right? I feel like we as mature believers need to put together a show with folks that have experienced the miraculous, sharing not every ounce of every single testimony, every, you don't have to do that. 
But it's, it's, it, 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 they need to know these are not your brothers and sisters. Y'all need help, right? You need support, right? You're fighting the very, your, bro, your brothers and sisters. Okay, they don't believe in Israel, such and such Baptist church. They don't believe in Israel. But those are believers. You're fighting each other. Well, I don't like them because they be fighting. Oh, they be doing that tongue talk. What's that thing, girl? Yeah, talk, I don't like that. Well, wait a minute. You might want to consider it. Again, I'm not talking about stiff neck, hard neck. I'm talking about people that just don't know, ignorant people. And if we can't help them, I've got a question for the panel. If we can't help them, we're going to help them. Well, here's uh, something I'd like to add to your conversation. First of all, it sounds like the people that you're describing do love the Most High, but yes. it sounds like they're they're babies, they're novices, they haven't had Absolutely. enough time in the presence of the Most High, and they do not sound like they're people who are in prayer, because it sounds like Absolutely. they're people that are still very carnal and they're very much in the flesh, and they are not delivered. They have not been transformed by the renewing of their own mind, because once you start walking with the Father, whether you're just waking up and as a Hebrew Israelite, because, you, you know, you have to still have a personal relationship with the Father. And in that personal relationship, that relationship is cultivated through prayer. It's also cultivated through fasting. When you start divorcing your yourself from the carnal, worldly, vaguely elements of this world, you begin to uh, open up your spirit, man, to the things of the Most High. And then the Most High delivers the spiritual gifts to you as the Spirit of God uh, knows that you can handle it. As your maturity level grows, you may take on other gifts. But all people are born with gifts. The Bible says gifts and talents come without repentance, meaning everybody born on the planet has some form of a spiritual gift. And some use it to read tarot cards to, you know, these are the same spiritual gifts. It's just in how they're used. But they're the same gifts that the people were born with. Some people can see, they can see the future, or they have dreams, or, you know, they can tell when things are going to happen. That's, that's very common in, in all of the world. And it's no different in the, when you become a believer. The difference is you are tapped into the root, the real source, which is the Father. And instead of always seeing evil, you're going to start seeing, you're going to see both things, actually. You're going to see what's good and what is evil, but you're going to be able to understand it and put it in the right context. And then you're also going to, the more the closer you walk with the Father, the more you're going to hear his voice and if he tells you to go tell this person X, Y, Z, that's pretty much what prophecy is. You heard something from heaven, and you're, you're going to deliver that message to the person. And you're going to let them know this is what is going to happen. Maybe the person is struggling, or maybe the person has a question. Maybe they feel that it's going to happen, or they're asking the Father for something. The prophet comes along to confirm that, to make sure to shore them up and to make help him to walk, you know, make their pathway sure. So they're still, you know, even without coming and knowing the Father, every person on the planet has some form of a gift, a spiritual gift. They call it, you know, your sixth sense or whatever the world calls it. Uh, they, some people use it in witchcraft. 
And witchcraft is, is that unauthorized use of the power of the Father. You know, it's, it comes all comes from heaven. Everything comes from heaven. And so, you know, it's used in the earth. It's, it's knowledge that was passed on by the fallen angels. It's been passed down through generations in the worldly sense. But in the, in the, in the house of the Most High, in the, in the kingdom of Yah, we, it's used differently. It's used not for gain, not for – it shouldn't be used for gain. It shouldn't be used to, to make someone wealthy. We shouldn't be charging for the gifts. We should be giving them out because we're strengthening, we're building up, we're encouraging, we're speaking hope. So the spiritual yeah. gifts are used in that, re, in that way when you are walking with the Father. It's used okay. to bring clarity and enlightenment. So it sounds like the people that you keep mentioning are people who are young in their faith, young, and especially if they're young people, they don't have a lot of history with the Father. They don't have a lot of time in his presence. They haven't, you know, they're they're new. And then in, in today's churches, and I keep hearing you saying there's good stuff in the churches, but the difference between the, the church 50 years ago and the church of today is the church of 50 years ago, 30 years ago, they made the young people get in on their knees and pray. They made the young people, they talked to the young people about their ways. They talked to the people they, they they let them know that you're you know, this is how you grow up to become a, a mature believer and walker with the most high. Today, the young people come in as they are. They the emphasis is on music, it's on a feeling, it's right. on a, a sensual the the, the 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 music is sensual. It appeals to the senses, it appeals to the feeling, the emotions, but it's nothing about spiritual. They're not really talking to those young people about holiness, uh, righteousness, purity. But, 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 Sister if I can interject here real quick. The reason why they're not talking to them is because, again, these young people, when they see the churches, the cross upon the building, and they know Constantine, all they know, you've read, all, again, they, they, know, they know a little truth now. They're not, they not uh, uh, Brother Patrick and, and Brother John and, and Cecilia. They're not, or rather uh, Malachi, I guess I should say. Uh, they're not Whistling Dixie. They know some stuff. These young people are sharp as, a, as, a, as attacking some things. But the things that they need, those older people saying the very things you, you just said, they're not around to hear that. So if we can get them to quit demonizing the people because they don't understand the gifts and understand these gifts are your armor, you're in a war. It's going to take them. Hold on a second, real quick. I'm, I'm right now I'm looking at the chat room. There's somebody in there named I am the universe. They're belittling <laughs> what we're saying, you know, as far as being religious. The reason why... <laughs> They, they belittle, this is why I'm doing this show. I'm telling you, I, I, I'm trying to do something here. These people, a lot of them, a lot of what he's saying, let me slow down here. A lot of what the brother's saying, other sister's saying, is, is, is good in this chat room. But they have trouble, they call us religious. There's nothing well, religious the about is, a father. You a title like I'm the Universe. You're already standing on a shaky ground for number one. You don't have enough yeah. information. See, the the relationship with the father is much like a marriage or a, a relationship. It's an intimate relationship. A lot of people don't understand marriage today. They just shack up. 
because they say, well, if something happens, I can get out easy. But they do everything that pertains to marriage. They do everything. They create children. I mean, that's the most precious thing. You create new life. You share your wealth, your money, your 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 bodily fluids. You share you share everything, and then you say, "Well, I don't want to get a piece of paper so I can get out." But the difference is when you make a a commitment and a covenant with someone, that's on a different level. It's a different level. And today's world, we got all these people saying, "Well, I don't want that." You want it as close as you can get to the fire without getting the heat or without getting burned. And that's the generation we live in. The scripture told us it would be that way. It's going to be that way because the people don't want the real. The real relationship with the Father is one of commitment. It's one of covenant. It is one of suffering. It is one of sacrifice. It is not you do what you want to do, and then when it gets too hot, I can just skip town and go over here and do something else. That's what these people want. Now, now let me say this uh, again, uh, 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 Sister Eliana. Uh, some of them do want that because they, you know, for whatever reason. But I, I promise y'all, I, boy, if I run across another person, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I wish the gentleman would have came on the show tonight. As y'all know, it's supposed to be a special guest, but you know why he didn't come on? I'm gonna tell you why the brother. I'm gonna tell you why the brother. Come on, because I believe when we praise the Father, it's a good thing. He thinks it's these black people is crazy, emotional, and he looks at us on this line right now for believing in this stuff a part of the enemy. The brother won't even come on because he feel like I don't waste time with the enemy. Now, if you see the rest of his post, he says things like this. We just we're, we're united front for the for the for the father. We 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 his voice piece. We're up on the wall. We're we're watchmen on the wall. They spent and you can say well it's harding right. They're harding right. You can say that, but there are some people really and truly. Oh my goodness, I talk to them all the time. I know their heart is right. My spirit bears witness with their spirit that they are a child of God, brother Patrick. And we wrapping this up. But for whatever reason, Brother John, they see the church, all of it, all of it, as the enemy. So they can't get in there to have those relationships that Eliana was saying with the with the older people, the seasoned saints. To me, that is crazy. There ought to be 19,000 shows like this trying to tell them, whoa, 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 wait, young people. We are your brothers and sisters. We may not know we Israel. But we're saints. We love the Most High. We love you. And you need well, to... You know, you need, hold, hold on, hold on. Let me get this out hold, real quick. You need this gift of prophecy. You need these gifts, Brother Patrick earlier read in the scripture. You need all of these to war against this this wicked one. Y'all are losing your mind. You're going out there to fight the enemy without these gifts? Now, you don't seek the gifts, as Brother John was saying. You seek a relationship with the Father. But when the Spirit goes to use your body, as you allow it, it's a gentleman, it is going to bring forth certain gifts. Now, I know about Sister Eliana was saying that some people have gifts from birth. I know about the gifts that come without calling and repentance, but I'm talking about a word of knowledge that's come up on you because something is about to go down evil. You need that. Are you making fun of that? Talking about the law? Go right ahead. 
Yeah, it's only because I'm uh, my two-hour time frame is about to come to an end. I said I just wanted to to com- make a couple of comments and then say my goodbyes. Um, th- the fact is, the fact is, is that the scripture is very, very uh, straightforward when it says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the testimonials of the people on five smooth stones. I believe that's the way it works, right? No, of course not. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So, so the brothers who obviously... the word of God, then we are, we, we are part of that if we're preaching the word of God. If, go ahead. Right, but what I'm saying, my point is, is that our testimony is not going to be enough for them. And, and again, this is opinion. There's no scripture that I can give you for that. The the thing is that a person who begins to read and as Sister Eliana states, pray, fast, begin to divulge themselves in the things of God, then these things will become readily apparent. And it's like this person is not even able to discern spirit, uh, uh, the spiritual per- or even just your personality that we're not out to get you. And we're enemies to him, <laughs> be that as it may. For me, I'm not particularly concerned with that. I'm only concerned with the one person whom the Spirit of God is touching their heart, and they're saying to themselves, like, I just want to get to know God better. What shall I do? What shall I do? That's, that's, that's my particular concern. The An individual who feels like, you know, we're the enemy, continue to embrace that. Operate in that until such time that God shows you otherwise. There's plenty of clansmen who are God-fearing Christians, if such a thing were possible, but I know it's possible. Let me, let me ask you a quick because, question for you, Ron, Brother John. Let me ask you a yes. quick question for you, Ron. It's going to be quick, because I know you got to run. I'm going to respect your time. Those of you listening on the Internet and you clicked on the link, you got to call the show. Call the show. you got about a minute. 914 205 Five five nine zero. We're coming at you, brother Patrick. After this, folks, we're about to switch gears. So I'm talking about the Shabbat in less than five minutes. Here, I'm gonna take a little short break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about the Shabbat. You said those that don't have blah blah blah. You don't have. You don't really care. You don't. Really, you don't have time for them. You you you're proving. Well, you have to give me. When you say blah blah blah. No, you, you're quoting me without giving me the actual quote. No, 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 you just said it. I, I'm just, I'm just a time sick. I don't want to quote you that. But you just said there's some people that you don't have time for because of whatever you said they did. You did say that. I just don't, I just don't want to that be if, a paper if they're, if they're, are you saying if they, if they're follow, saying that follow I'm me what I'm about enemy. to go. Follow me, follow me, follow me. You okay. just said that somebody, somebody, you did not want to engage in because of their heart or whatever. You just said, so it don't matter where. You'll see what I mean when I finish my point. You're sure, doing man. what they're doing. You're doing what they're doing. They don't want to fellowship with us. The brother didn't come on tonight because he said, well, I'll follow the spirit because I'm in spiritual warfare. He's talking about us. Brother, spiritual, spiritual warfare, <laughs> I just want you to come on the show. And I told him, I said, I just want you to come on the show and share why you have issues with being slain in the spirit. And the brother had a good heart. He kept saying, I love you. We're not talking about hard-hearted nothing. This is people that, y'all, there are such things as deceived people and ignorant people with a good heart who love the Father. 
And you can Except say, well, you got to go to My position doesn't change. My, my position remains the same. And that position is simply this. Testimonial from us, while it can be beneficial, the true yes, strength comes from the word of God. In, immerse true. yourself in it, as Sister Eliana stated, pray and fast. Because in doing that, God will do the necessary work and the necessary revelation. We can give what we've given, and I think that, that it can be a, an assist. But if you really want to get to the root of it all, you would say, hey, just read and pray and fast. And one last thing before I head out, the, I think there, there was a, an urge amongst us all to simply say we empathize with those persons. That's the reason why it sounded like we kept wanting to talk about the negative aspects of the gifts of the Spirit. It's not because we want to say, hey, this is all negative. No, we empathize with you. We understand that what you're saying, that it, it, there's some validity to it. That's what we were doing. It's not like we were just oh, trying to make the show negative. We empathize well, with that. Well, well, well so, hold on a second. I can't. I, can't, I got to comment there really briefly. And sure, I promise sure, you, sure. I'm respecting you. Got to go. Make, I'm looking for my second. And I got to say this, John. It doesn't sure. matter if that's how you feel. If somebody, if, if a host of a show says tonight, let's not talk about the bad guys, the phonies. They already know about that. You can say I empathize with the phonies. I, they are phony. There's a lot of them out there. But let me tell you what God did for me. Just like Sister Eliana. She took the mic and she just went running telling me how it operated in her life. If you can't do it, tell of a testimony of someone you know that happened to someone else. If you don't have this gift operating in your life, not a problem. You know somebody else, you've seen it. This is what I mean. Yes, we empathize with them. We empathize with them so much, Brother John, we're doing the show. That's empathizing with them. That's what the show description said. So I want us to understand something. Brother Seth, I appreciate you, John, coming on. I really do. Go ahead and have, and I know you got to run, so go ahead like, and, uh, and, well, and do it. Well, I'll just respond. say, Benny Hinn, Benny Hinn, who brought him up? Who brought him up? Yeah. I don't know what you mean by that. I don't know who brought him up. I don't know nothing about Benny Hinn. Benny I just Hinn, know that, I taking his coat, swinging his coat, and knocking a bunch of people out in the left quadrant. Who brought that up? I brought it up to say we know about all these fake guys. I, I let everybody know we know about the fakes. We know about the fakes, the Benny Hands out there, the phoniness. There's another guy in Africa. I brought all that up. I'm with you. So I'm letting everybody know. I'm letting everybody know. I'm letting everybody know that there's phonies out there. We know. Now let's talk about the solution. At that point, I'm if with I you, ask you, hold on, hold on, because I know you're trying to help Brother uh, brother, LSU, uh, brother, uh, brother LSU out. By no stress, and that's okay, but listen, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, we've done really good as a group. It's okay if we have a night like this. It's really okay. But I want everybody to understand Brother Seth Hart. If I didn't do that, I guarantee you 90% of the show, let's say 50% of the show, we'd be talking about all the crooks. I got a whole lot of uh, uh, cooking that I've seen in my life. I can see all kinds of stuff. And we would spend the whole show. And guess what the young people are going to think after the show? Man, they really crooked. I, I, I know they said about some real ones, but I don't believe none of them now. I don't want to spend three hours talking about none of these crooks. 
I want Brother, Brother Patrick to empty his head in his apostolic background. Sister Eliana, Brother you and Ella Shua, which I hate he left. The brother is a walking encyclopedia on some of these things. But I have to stick with what we said we was going to do, y'all. That's it. It's no, I'm not trying to control people or none of that. I'm just trying to, as a whole, stay on point. That's there was no misstep that you made, Seth. There was no misstep. I'm not standing in the gap for Brother L. Brother L is a grown man. Any concerns that he has with the way that the show went, he can deal with you. I recognize that this is your show, and and I and I uh, submit to the way that you run your show. The reason why I brought up Benny Hinn was because you were empathizing with us our need to try and explain the negative. You were trying to let us know, listen, no, I understand. Benny Hinn does that. You were empathizing with us. I was just explaining that that's what we were starting to do. And and I know that I started and I stopped when you said such. That's all I'm saying. So I, I, I apologize for the confusion. When I brought up Benny Hinn, you may have thought I was trying to counter you. All I'm saying okay. is that you were doing with us what we were doing with your, your audience. But as always, I know your heart, and I know that you meant no disdain toward L. Um, it, it is what it is. I'm thankful yeah. for being able to have a voice on the show Amen. for the number of times I've been able to do that. Sister Eliana, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Brother Malachi, pleasure. Always, Seth, you and Arlene, pleasure. Uh, you were saying? I was just saying, John, I always appreciate when you come on, and we're going to put the, the devil in the eye. Uh, or give a blow to the evil one. This happened. Folks, if y'all can't handle this right here tonight, how y'all gonna handle folks cussing you on the street, calling your mama this and all these stuff these people are doing? This this is a this show, it happens. I I, I brother Ella Shoe and I have had so many disagreements like that, it ain't even funny. It ain't it ain't good. It's not good for the listeners to hear that. That's why I cut it short. But the brother he's a brother. We're not like others. I, I guarantee you, before the week is out, I'm going to call him. he probably say some more little something to me. I'm gonna say something. Maybe we won't talk for a month. He'll be on guarantee in about two weeks. <laughs> because we recognize that, there's, a bigger, there's a bigger giant to slay. And if all of y'all out there listening could do the same thing you even visualize, we'd be better further along. We cannot afford to stop communication over something so small. But I have to run a show a certain way. If we've not, what do we do out here for? Okay, but no thank you. Thank you very much, brother. I appreciate it. I'll let all know what you said. I, I'm going to run, but I, I just want to let your audience know, because I know both of you very, very well, these are not two that will now treat each other like enemies. They won't. They're still brothers, and and all things being equal, El very well may be back on the show once the, the, the smoke clears. It's been a pleasure, Seth. Y'all be easy. All right. Shalom, brother. Go ahead, Cecilia. Alana. Okay, and I just wanted to add to that while Brother John was still on, but he's gone. But anyway, what I heard uh, Brother L say is that tonight he didn't have, he, you know, he was in a different space tonight. So it, it does sound like Brother L is definitely still part of this, you know, discussion and bringing the enlightenment to the people. And I want to say that for the listening audience's sake, because I did hear him say about three or four times tonight, just today, on this particular day, he, it sounds like he was in a different space. He was trying to make his point. But today, you know, maybe other things had happened already, and he was just trying to finish a point and be done with it. 
and um, but but it doesn't sound like he's not coming back. And I did because I wanted to comment on too. But what I don't want to do is make it seem like we're in discord um, on the show because we're all here in support of the higher learning and education for your listening audience, and we also get enlightened ourselves. But also, I do want to comment. As a host, it's, you, you, you have to be careful not to offend your co-host or cut us off because we wait a long time sometimes. I, I've waited half a show just to say two minutes of a statement. And, you know, when you're, given, when you're asked to come on, it's three hours of our time that we're making available to be of assistance to you in your show. And when we wait, you know, two and a half hours to say, three minutes of something and we're cut off, it can leave a bad taste. And you have to kind of think the whole week, do I need to give those three hours? Because we want to be beneficial, we want to be relevant, and we want to be heard. And so, you know, no one is – at this point, I'm not doing my own shows right now on Blog Talk, but there's a lot that I would like to say in all of the shows that I have not been able to say and it is causing me to want to maybe revamp and get some of these other points because a lot of good things have come out, and there's a lot that I would like to share, but I'm not able to share in this forum because um, it's a lot of other things going on. So that's my comment. I'm, I'm supportive. I love what's happening here. But we want to give a clarity and, 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 um, to the listeners, and we would like to help those who want to be helped, but we're not going to be able to help everyone. And we can't play to the fiddle of the discord that comes on the chat room or people you're talking to during the week because there's so many other people that are tuning in because they really want to learn, they really want to hear, and they're giving their three hours as well to learn how to serve the Most High better. So we have to remember what we're doing here is we're hopefully feeding the sheep, the flock of the Most High Yah. Well, Sister Eliana, I appreciate those words, and uh, hopefully uh, it won't be that way tonight. I think you share it, hopefully, I think more than anybody so far. Actually, I probably share it more because I have to set things up, and have to correct things, and, and, and y'all, this ain't easy. I do this by myself. I don't have no, no person working the boards, looking at the phone lines. I'm doing all this by myself. And you still are right, though. I need to be very aware of your, very aware of your time. But, y'all, Brother Seth is not an error when he asks everybody to talk about a particular thing. If somebody said they can't talk about it, that's the time. In the future, this is what we'll do, family and friends that's listening and looking on. If a host says... Let's talk just about Barry Sanders. Let's not talk about the other running backs. You bring up Roger Starback, and I don't say nothing. Then eventually I say, well, hey, let's get back to Barry Sanders. You don't say, I feel disrespected. No, I feel disrespected. Just so y'all know. But, Brother Patrick, hopefully you mature, uh, 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 and I know you are. That's a, I don't mean to say it like that. I know you are, but I would love for you to weigh in on what you've heard. Actually, let's do this. Brother Patrick, I know that you, your time is limited. Well, the, Brother John and Brother Patrick both go to bed early, and so I really appreciate them, him staying on this long. And I want him to kind of put the final touches on gifts of the Spirit. Again, no negativity, just gifts of the Spirit, his 
endorsement of them to all of those that are listening. We put a big dent in this tonight. Sister Eliana spoke very well. And a very, uh, she spoke to up tonight. You want no two minutes tonight, sister. You got it in, and you're gonna get in even more, for sure. Because I'm even more sensitive to letting y'all talk, you know, or, or, or allowing y'all to, you know, do what you do. That's why I brought brought you on, brother Patrick. Uh, we got 45 minutes, and it, it is not gonna really take that long. I'm gonna play a clip that's gonna y'all be blessed by this clip. And it's going to really nail some things out. Actually, what I think I want to do is I want you to go in and have the final words on the, the gifts in less than two minutes. And then we're going to play this clip. And I want you all to comment and critique this brother because i got a feeling you all may disagree with him, his take on the Sabbath. And this is Andrew Womack. Um, uh, I want you to critique him, and uh, I look for some brothers to talk about. I don't always like to play. I like to mix it up, but he is a white gentleman. But I think he's he has some profound information on the Sabbath. So, brother, Patrick, go ahead and put the final touch in less than two minutes on the gifts, endorsing them or not, and then we're going to take a short little break and uh, uh, get on the, the, the Shabbat. Yes, uh, I do endorse the gifts of the Spirit. According to First Corinthians, the twelfth chapter, uh, they are real. I've experienced them myself. Uh, I've operated in them, uh, and I've also received a, a word uh, from someone who is operating in their gifts, and therefore our edification. That's the good news. We don't have to be afraid of the gifts of the Spirit. Therefore, our edification, building us up. Uh, edifying us. So that's the good news. They are to encourage us, to help us, and to confirm to us what's going on in our life. Uh, I won't be able to be on the phone too much longer. Uh, I have my younger sons, and I need to get them situated. But I certainly have enjoyed the talk about the gifts, and I think uh, uh uh, it's a good thing that you brought out about the gifts, and yes, they are real. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Well, listen, brother, I understand your obligations, and, and, and by now everybody should know, brother Patrick, brother John, how they always have to leave, and it's it's not a, a slight or nothing. Y'all do your thing, handling your family, family man. Brother John is a businessman; he does different things. So, thank you for coming to show tonight. I really appreciate it. All right, Sister Eliana will have the platform tonight and talking about the Shabbat after Andrew Womack uh, does his thing here in a little bit. Okay, so this is going to be interesting. I, I, I very uh, suggest you listen to the to the archive, brother, because you. What this brother's about to say is going to be good, so I don't know if you can put me on hold and just listen to it or not. Uh, but I, I'd, like to say this. I'd like to say this about uh, I have seen Brother Andrew Womack in person. Uh, he he was one of the uh, the board of trustees of a of the uh, Bible college I went to. This is a new one. I heard him. This okay. is a new one. I don't think you heard this. It just was done, just okay. so you know. All right, well, I will uh, stay on and just try to listen, but I don't know how much longer I'll be on, but I will listen. Uh-uh. I understand. Well, I appreciate you, brother, for coming on. I really appreciate that. Thank you. All right, well, that's Brother Patrick Reynolds, a.k.a. Brother Malachi, and, uh, yeah, this is a new one Brother Andrew Walmack did. I think Brother Patrick and I discussed the old one he did already, y'all. I, I know he was going with that, but, no, this is a new one. And, Brother, trust me, you're going to be uh, blessed, uh, or maybe not. Maybe you have some disagreement. We'll talk about it maybe next show if we do. Folks, I don't know what we're going to do next week, but, again, when I come in from the break, we're going to uh, definitely deal with um, – 
Andrew Womack and uh, Sister Eliana. I'll let her do the rebuttal. She'll have the whole stage to herself, uh, the the the, um, the mic to herself. So we'll be right back, folks. Sister Eliana, you okay, you, you okay with this break? Oh, yeah, this is wonderful. Okay, we'll be right back, folks. Body 
the body of Christ. It's what the fivefold ministry is about. What are those apostles, apostles, teachers, evangelists doing in those churches? If they if they're doing the right thing, they're speaking. Well, if they speak in the words of the Most High by the Ruach, will that change lives? Of course. Those ministers is no less powerful than the word of God itself, the word of Elohim itself, the word of Yah itself, if they are speaking the correct word. If we on this show give serious testimony to the Father using us, the Bible says it like this. The goodness of God, the goodness of God, lead the soul to repentance. When people hear and see the goodness of God, that's Romans 2. Uh, early part of that chapter, uh, verses 1 around verse 1 and 4, somewhere around there, it talks about the goodness of the Father leading the soul to repentance. When people see the goodness of the Father, it don't have to be, it can be in the written word. We're living epistles. Remember that. We're living epistles. We're supposed to be anyway. Folks supposed to see your walk. They can't always read the Bible. They're not going to always go to church. They're going to be looking at your life. And many people have worn people by their life, by their, the scripture called it, chase conversation, your chase conversation. So if you have what the, what the scripture called a chase conversation, you can win people by, them, by you being a Bible. When you go through persecution trials, Sister Eliana talked about some things going on in her city, and she said, the Father showed me in a dream, and the city was blessed by that. There's First Peter 3 that talks about your chase conversation able to win over people. That's all we're doing on the show tonight. We're sharing things that we know for sure. We're, 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 we're bringing up experiences where we know the Father was in. So anyway, hopefully y'all was blessed by that. I want to share something with you. Uh, Sister Eliane, line is open. I want to go ahead and go to the phone lines and share something with the, uh, with the listeners. And uh, this is Andrew Warmack uh, again. This gentleman, the Father used many years ago, to help me out. And he's not the only voice out there. There's lots of voices. There's millions of people that believe that the Sabbath, that seventh day where you don't do no work, that's not what the Father is intending under the new dispensation. Under the new dispensation, there's a higher rest. Now, I believe, this is just Brother Seth, I believe culturally, like Sister Arlene was saying last week, I do believe that if all possible, we should keep this uh, uh, all of the statutes and commandments in the Old Testament, if it's possible, because it's salvage. You know, it brought the nature of sin, yes, in the old dispensation, but because of Christ, that nature don't work no more. We no longer have that nature. But there's nothing wrong with dressing the way our forefathers dressed, keeping the Shabbat and all that. But I don't believe we keep it as though we, like, are commanded to. I don't believe that. I think it's something we should do as a culture for our infrastructure. Now, Sister Eliana may disagree, and this brother, when you hear him, I think he is saying, again, a higher rest, a new order, a new rest that I believe the Father wants from us. So, um, Sister Eliana, I'm trying to get that cue up here. You want to comment on anything I just said? Again, we're switching gears and now talking about the Shabbat. Is it, uh, 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 is it, is it, is it mandatory, or is it? Um, I was going to look at the clip, but I can't. It's, it's not working right now. So bear with me. I'm going to try this again. Um, but go ahead and give us some feedback on what what I've said so far. Okay, I'm sorry. I was 
calling up something and, and my little thing blinked out. I believe that it is mandatory for the believer and for especially for the returned uh, remnant of Israel, the Hebrew Israelites. I believe it's something that the Most High established for us to participate in, and it is an everlasting covenant with him. And I believe that it's really, really important for us to partake of today. Okay. Okay, and I want everybody to hear you out, and I'm sure she's going to get scriptures. There's a lot of scriptures in the Old Testament saying do this, do this, and we understand that, I understand that. But uh, I, I I, defer with her on that. I just think it, it, it's a, it, it, the Bible talks about, and I want you to address this, Sister Eliana, because I know people are going to use the scripture. I'm just speaking for those that are listening to us. Remember, 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 folks. There's millions of people that do not observe the Shabbat, and I know Constantine came in and changed it from the sixth to the seventh day. I understand that, but I'm saying there's a lot of people with a lot of scripture support saying that we are not. Of course, a lot of them is Gentiles. I understand that, so let's just kind of, for argument's sake, uh, not talk about the Gentiles because they would probably somebody would probably already. It's only for the Gentiles. But Israel, I want us to focus on Israel. And again, uh, if Gentiles saying they're not supposed to, I can't hold them because we want to talk about what's re- required for Israel. The show is really designed for those that believe we Israel. So Sister Eliana here says a lot because she believes commandment. Commandment, when I hear commandment, I feel like thou should not lie, thou should not teach, uh, uh, thou should not steal. And uh, if you do work on this day, um, then you're in jeopardy. You, 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 something's going to happen bad. Whenever you, whenever you sin, something bad comes out of it. So if the Shabbat really is for today and, uh, we're, not, and we're not doing it for whatever reason, something bad. That's, I, so this is where I, I disagree. Now, we're going to listen to this, but then I want to see Eliana take the rest of the show. I'm not going to even, because this gentleman, to me, is pretty much where I'm at. I can name some other scriptures that he don't cover because he, he, this actually is four parts. It's called Andrew Womack. It's called Sabbath. All you got to do is go to YouTube and type in Andrew Womack, Womack there with two M's, and you'll you'll get to hear it. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and play this with the Eliana, and I want you to come behind. It's going to be about, oh, maybe 10 minutes, and I want you to talk for the, re- the remainder of the show uninterrupted, uh, responding to that, because he's going to say pretty much what I would say. All right? You cool with that? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, here we go. Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that emphasizes God's unconditional love and grace. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Monday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today, I'm beginning a brand new series. I'm going to start talking about our Sabbath rest and what the Sabbath actually was about. It was a picture of a relationship that we have with God. Now, I'm not going to explain all that right now, but um, I will get into more detail as we go through this series this week and talk about that. But most people have missed this. Most people that have ever heard about the Sabbath believe that it is a day that you observe where you separate yourself from work and are supposed to go through these rituals, go to church, do etc., things like this. And that's what most people believe the Sabbath is. But that's not what the Scripture teaches In the Old Testament, there was a strict observance and an enforcement of a day that was supposed to be set aside for the things of God. And if people didn't observe it, there was punishments. 
in the New Testament, in the days of Jesus, you could see that the religious scribes and Pharisees, this is one of the things that they constantly criticized him over, saying that he had broken the Sabbath, defiled it, and they tried to uh, condemn him and even kill him on the basis of the fact that he wasn't observing the laws concerning the Sabbath. And yet Jesus consistently turned around and he says, you've misunderstood. You think that the Sabbath was made for um, man, or man was made for the Sabbath, but instead the Sabbath was made for man. He completely reversed this, saying that you've misunderstood it. And of course, Jesus did not ever violate God's intention and God's rules and God's standard, but he violated the religious standards that they had put down concerning the observance of the Sabbath. And so the point that I'm making here is that the Sabbath is much more than just the observance of a day. It is actually picturing a relationship that we now have with the Lord. And if a person hasn't entered into this relationship that is described in Hebrews chapter 4, and if they aren't enjoying the love and the joy and the peace of God and resting in what Jesus has done for them, then they are Sabbath breakers. I don't care if they observe one day a week and don't do certain things and all of these things. They have missed the true intent of the Sabbath. Now, I know that I have really just infuriated a number of people before I even get into this teaching. There's going to be some people very upset. I've had lots of critical letters from people saying, boy, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to show you scriptures that I believe will prove this point. And uh, for those of you who can receive it, this will really help you to understand what the true meaning of the Sabbath is and to understand what God really intended by this. It was actually a picture of a relationship with God, a relationship where we were resting in God's grace and trusting Him and not trusting ourselves. Well, that is a powerful statement. And I, I believe that this is really going to help you. Also, this will help you to minister to people who are still legalistic and caught up into just the rituals and the letter and the, you know, the, all of the commands and have missed the intent of things. The Lord never intended for the Sabbath to be thought of the way that most people think of it today. That was totally missing the point. Let me turn over to Hebrews chapter 4 and share some of these things with you. In Hebrews chapter 4, there is a very clear picture painted of what the Sabbath was all about and what it's meant to do. Here in Hebrews chapter 4, in verse 1, it says, Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. The context of this is talking about the Israelites. And he's talking about when they came out of the land of Egypt that God intended to do something more for them than what they experienced. He intended them to lead them through the wilderness and into the promised land and into this place where they would be blessed and have a land flowing with milk and honey. But they, through their unbelief and hardness of heart, rebelled at God. And because of that, that generation that came out of the land of Egypt didn't enter into the promised land. Instead, they died in the wilderness. And that never was God's plan. So they didn't enter into his rest, into this place of blessing that God had promised for them. That's the context, and that's what he's talking about. So back again in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2, it says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. 
For we which have believed do enter into rest. Now again, the context of this is he was talking about the children of Israel came out of the land of Egypt. God had promised them a place of rest, the promised land where they would go in and inhabit houses and buildings that they didn't build. Uh, they would inherit fields that they didn't plant and yet the food would be growing there. They would enter into this place of blessing that the scripture calls a rest. But now he's saying, and we... He's now taking it out of just re rehearsing a historical fact about the Israelites, and he's now saying that there is a spiritual application of this too. And in the New Testament, we who have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all of his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest. Now what all of this is about, this is, I'm reading from the King James Version, and this is Old English, and it's wordy. And uh, some people may miss this if you just read it on the surface. But here's the point that he's making. He says that in the same way as the children of Israel came out of Egypt, but God didn't want them to just come out of bondage and then die in the wilderness, he wanted to bring them into this place of blessing that we call the promised land where everything's already provided. Well, in the same way, God wanted his people today, you and me, that have been born again, not to just come out from under the dominion of Satan and then, you know, just suffer through this life. But God wants to bring us out of our bondage and into a glorious relationship with God that's full of victory and joy and peace and all of these things. But the average Christian has been stuck, in a sense, in the wilderness. They haven't entered into this rest, into this place of blessing. And to prove that this is talking about something that exists for us today, he quotes from Old Testament Scripture. And he says, "...as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest." And that was David saying those things. This was long after the time that the children of Israel under the leadership of Joshua had actually gone into the physical promised land. They were dwelling in those houses. They were in the physical land of rest and blessing that God had given them. But 400 and something years later, nearly 500 years later, here comes the prophet David saying, if my people shall enter into my rest. Now what he's doing here is saying that there has to be a spiritual fulfillment of this that didn't take place in the natural because they were already in the promised land and yet here's David talking about if my people will believe me, they'll enter into my rest. You follow the logic? I hope you got that. So it says in verse 6, it says, Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Again, he limited a day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. So again, this is what I just said, that he's, he's saying that this didn't just apply to the children of Israel. The thing about entering into God's rest wasn't fulfilled when they entered into the promised land, but there is still a rest for the people of God. This is something that applies to you and me today, and that's the reason that hundreds of years after the physical fulfillment of this happened in the Jewish nation, Prophet David or King David came along and prophesied that they who believe still have a rest to enter into. 
So in verse 8 it says, For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day. This could be confusing because the word Jesus and Joshua are the exact same word. One is Hebrew and one is Greek. And so here, this is the word that, yes, meant Jesus in the New Testament, but also it meant Joshua. If you were to go back into the Hebrew, it's the same word. And what this is talking about, that if Joshua, the leader that uh, came up right after Moses, had fulfilled these promises about leading the people into arrest, if that would have been the fulfillment that God was talking about, then David, hundreds of years later, wouldn't have come back along and prophesied that there still remains a, people, a rest for the people of God. Anyway, hope you got that. So in verse 9, it says, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Present tense, you and me, there is still a relationship with God that the Scripture here is calling a rest and most Christians haven't entered into this. And again, it's because the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. You only have faith for what you hear, what you've been taught. Believe 
the way they used to believe in a deity. They do not believe in the powers that be of the Most High Yah. But science has taken over our world. And so most people want to explain things from a scientific point of view. If they can measure it, if they can study it, if it makes sense, then they believe it. And this is what's crept into most of the churches is a um, not complete Scientology, but a scientific outlook and mindset on understanding spiritual things, biblical things. You know, you have people going out to search to see if they can really find the walls of Jericho. And if they can't find that place, then it didn't happen according to the world. And so also the same thing with Sodom and Gomorrah. They're looking in the five cities of the plain. They're trying to find out what happened. If they can't discover it through scientific or archaeological means, then it didn't happen. And these, this is where we as believers have to be careful that we don't fall into the mindset of the world. The father wanted his children to keep the Sabbath because it marks the fact of creation. The Father created the heavens and the earth. And that is stated in Genesis. And it's talk, it, it talks about that after the Father created everything, he finished his work. It was complete. And he rested. This is an invitation that he's invited the Hebrew children to enter into this time of rest with him. But he also designated a day. After at the end of seven days. Now, what the brother was saying, um, uh, Womack was saying, is that the scripture in the New Covenant, it does talk about a time that the children of Israel should enter into the rest. We have to remember that during, after they came out of Egypt, after the ancestors came out of Egypt, they learned about the Shabbat at some point in the wilderness, particularly when they were going to sojourn in the wilderness for 40 years. In that 40-year time period, they were learning how to, what their life was going to be like entering into the land. They were going to have to keep the Sabbath. They were learning how to gather and to prepare their food day by day, on the sixth day to gather a double portion, and on the seventh day to enter into that daily rest with the Father. But it says even about them, they did not enter into his rest, not his Sabbath, not the same thing as the day. The rest, because the people had unbelief. It's just like today you have a lot of people going to church, they're calling on the Father, but they don't believe. They do not believe really in spiritual things. They don't believe in the gifts like we were talking about in the first half of the show these people have not entered into the rest. They worry. You know, when, when the Messiah was here, he talked to them about, um, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. If ye believe in Yah, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. He was trying to let them understand that if you're walking daily with the Father, there is a place that you come in when you hear bad news. When you hear of trouble, you're not going to panic. You're not going to be uh, overtaken by it because you've entered into a place of confidence. You've entered into a place of rest. That is not the same as honoring the Father and keeping a covenant 
a set appointed time with the Father at the end of seven days, which is the Shabbat, the weekly Shabbat, which is something the Father himself instituted. So although he was giving a lot of good information, it, it really, really basically what Womack was saying is to the believer, to the, to, especially to the Gentile believers, this is not a covenant that was made for them. But they can enter into the rest, a certain kind of rest with the Father through belief, through faith. It's much like salvation. You have to believe. The scripture said if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, that's where you start to, to, to enter in to that relationship with the Father. It, it comes through confession, and it comes through a heart change or a heart open of belief. Same Quick thing question. with rest. Yes. Quick question. He made a statement, and I agree with it vehemently. He said, if you don't have the relationship with the Father, you can rest all you want on the day. You're not keeping the Shabbat. And, you know, we're spirits. There's no Jew, no Greek in the spirit. We're worshiping in the spirit. I think he's in the spirit, in the spirit, in the spirit. The Bible said, those that worship must worship in the spirit and truth. So the flesh profited nothing. The letter killer. There's so many scriptures that, that I can quote, but for time's sake, I'm letting you run with this. What do you think of him saying, the people that are really not keeping the Shabbat is those that are not walking in that rest. And there's a lot of people keeping the Shabbat that don't work on Saturday, but they don't have no rest. Some don't even believe in Messiah. Are they keeping the Shabbat? I think the, the the real Shabbat is not being kept. Come in. Okay, they are keeping the Shabbat because, see, there's a difference. See, we have to understand that we're talking if about... If they don't believe in Christ, they don't believe in the Father? I mean, if they don't believe in Christ. What we have to understand is there's a difference between... It's like, I don't know if you've ever been in the military, but I come from a military home. When you're, what the Father is mostly looking for, number one, is our obedience. Okay, so if a person is obedient to something the Father says, it's counted to him as righteousness. Now, the Father gave the command down through Moses of what the children of Israel are supposed to do. Now, we are Israel, and we're coming back into our understanding that we are Israel. And what does that look like? Because before we were awakened, we didn't know anything about what Israel looked like. We could read these scriptures all day long and have a complete ignorance to the spiritual significance and the reference to these scriptures. So if a person, and even even the Messiah said, if a person who does not know the law but does everything that the law says, and he keeps it. It is a law unto him. It is a. It becomes a law unto himself. He will be judged by that law. He will be judged by those laws that he has kept. So there is an. What what the father was always looking for Israel to do, is be obedient. The problem that Israel had was looking at the nations, and deciding that the nations had it better had it going on better than what the father had for them. Isaiah fifty six and two says, Blessed is the man that does this, and the son of man that lays hold on it, which is keeping the Shabbat. 
and keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it. Polluting it. So in other words, it's a day, it's a time before the Father that you subscribe it to be holy. You're not going to go out, you're not going to get drunk. You're not going to kill anybody. You're not going to go out and commit fornication. You're not going to steal. You're not going to do anything. Well, you should be walking righteous anyway, but you're going to make that day a day of holiness. You're not. You're going to set it aside as a time to be with the Father. Now, that brother that you played keeps Sunday as his Shabbat, guaranteed. He believes that Sunday is a holy day unto the Father. And I'm no, pretty no, sure... No, no, he don't. He don't. I know his beliefs. He don't believe that. Well, I'm sure he worships the Father on Sunday. He believes, he believe and, and, and he believes like I believe, that the Shabbat is a higher day. It's our life. It's that rest. It's not a day. I again, I do it. I do it when I can, and my wife does it. You know, but not as most people do it. It's a culture. It's our culture. It's our culture. It doesn't have nothing to do with our salvation. Nothing to do with our salvation. Nothing to do with our salvation. No, we do it as a people because we're Israel. Right. No, the Shabbat has nothing to do with salvation. It was given in the beginning of creation before salvation was even needed. I understand. So, has nothing to do with salvation, but it has something to do with God, and it has something to do with our relationship to God. It has something to do with our relationship to God, and it has something to do with our obedience to what the Father. See, what this is what the Father is looking for. He's looking for people that are in the military, in a sense, that can take a command and execute it without questioning, without insubordination without going their own way he's looking for people who are part of the company and that is what the father is looking for he's he's not looking for the maverick the one that goes out and does his own thing and there are a lot of people they have a lot of good stuff in them but they they can't follow basic rules see all of baby all of these things are baby step training for Eliana. Let, let me interject just really quickly because I mean just because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let, are you you're doing it you see I'm letting you run with I'm gonna continue this is like 15 seconds what you just said is profound but I don't think nobody agree with you when you say you don't have anything to do it's not it's not part of your salvation do you, most people Hebrew Israelites they believe their salvation does hinge on people whether or not you keep the Shabbat so you're on a whole nother conversation. I agree with what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying. I keep my wife. I told you she on on, on Saturdays. She that's when she don't do her rest and all that. But our salvation is already sold up with spirits. All everything is in the spirit. We do our culture in the flesh because of who we are. But that's not what these other folks are saying. Just so you know. Go ahead. And so, you know, because you have to remember a lot, and I'm going to be very honest, I've, I've listened to a lot of the Hebrew teachers, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I don't think I'm better than anybody, and I'm not trying to put anybody down. But a lot of these brothers were in prison. A lot of them were. A lot of them were in the streets. They weren't even in church. They were in the streets. They were running the streets. And a lot of them are self-taught. They've done well. They have done well. So true. So true. But there's so much missing. Good hearts, though. 
They have good hearts. They, they are true. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to figure out why they are oppressed. And now that they understand it's their Hebrews, they've used that platform as a platform to vent their grievances for the injustices they've, uh, they have experienced. Bam. Oh, powerful. Powerful. In oh, America. And so they are, they are dogmatic in their teaching. But they are they, they don't have the Ruach and they don't have a relationship with the Father at all. The scripture says the letter killeth that, but the true. spirit make it alive. And so a lot that's of these true. brothers they they mean well. They do not speak the king's English, they don't even speak American English very well. They love they have a, they want to bring their people together. They think this is a movement that we Which is a good thing. It's a good thing. Come together and we can rise up out of our oppression. But they don't really fully understand because I've listened to a lot of them for a lot of years and they never they they do talk about the punishment but they never really acknowledge that it is because the Father has brought us here that all of these things, they are mad at Edom, Edomites, the white man, and, and everybody else. Which ain't even else. the white man, which is not even the white man, but I follow you. But what I'm saying is that, so in their teachings, they're trying to, they're trying to hold, they're trying to take the law or parts of the law, and they're trying to bind it to the people as a way of distinction. But they don't understand the, the, what the work that's already been done for them through the, the Mashiach. They don't Absolutely. understand. Absolutely. Now, now, sister, you laid that out. I just want to say we got about we're gonna to to take about another two minutes, and then we're gonna close out. I want to just uh, close out a little early. And uh, sister, what you just said is profound. I hope everybody hear what you just said. And I don't think what you're saying, and I, I really wish LSU was on the line, because, and I wish Brother uh, Patrick was on the line, because what's happening is, when, when not Brother LSU, because I think he understands, he said, because Sister, Sister Arlene said what you just said, my wife said what you just said last week, and LSU said it was profound, so I know he agreed with what you just said, because that's what Arlene was saying last week. But these folks is preaching. That this is a commandment by the Father, just like any other commandment. And when you break a commandment, it's sin. Now, Christ did say the Sabbath will make for a man. They just go right over their head. They don't understand that. You're well, not breaking the law if your heart, if your heart is to get that donkey out of that pit, and you're trying to say you're not necessarily breaking the Father's law. Most of the time, you are trying to do what's right. I do think you should keep the Shabbat. I really, really, really believe you should. It's well, not possible to do it. Now, the problem is, is how we are seeing that. While I'm saying, while I'm over trying to keep the Shabbat amazing, I rest on a particular day, physically rest. I know that I'm just doing it to be in uniform with my brothers and sisters all over the world. But the real Shabbat that the Father wants, he already said flesh, flesh and blood can glory in my sight. He is not interested in nothing we do in the flesh in terms of it making us righteous. We need to do it for our own, like Arlene was saying, to be a collective united front, to understand our culture, to not re, re, you know, get away from the Father, because we do these things, some of the things in the Old Testament, even to this day, to, just as a cohesive uh, unit to, to, for salvation, to remind us of this and that. But in terms of salvation, these folks are preaching. Anyway, I don't know. Go 
here, sister. Closing remarks in less than two minutes, please, please, because you just nailed that. And what we'll do, I think it's just righteous that we come back on. I'll try to talk to Brother LSU. I mean, that's just what we do, everybody. Uh, and we'll probably do part two next week because I really love what you're saying. I didn't even realize you was as deep into it. I think you and Walmack really do agree, honestly. Because well, you, you're not putting it under the terms of it making us righteous, and that's where a lot of that's why I get off the bus with these folks. At we're not in the spirit, we're not in the flesh. There's nothing you can do in the flesh to to to, to move any your righteous needle up or down. Your righteous it's a gift. We do this as a culture because of who we are. But go ahead and, and listen. And listen to us for one minute. Go ahead and, and give you a finale, please. So anyway, what I was going to say is that the, the Shabbat is a commandment. It is actually the fourth commandment out of the ten collective commandments that we are given. It is right before honor thy mother and thy father that thy days may be long. That fourth commandment. I take that back. It is, it is a commandment. I take that back. What I'm trying to say is thou should not kill, thou should not steal. None of that is based upon your righteousness. Even no, thou should not lie. It's not that your righteousness is not based on whether or not you lie. You shouldn't lie, but it's a gift, and we're not supposed to lie because we've been made righteous. Go ahead. So, but what I was going to say is that, yes, it is a commandment, but the other thing I was going to say is in Deuteronomy 5.12, it says keep the Sabbath day, D-A-Y, day, a, a 24-hour period of time, to sanctify it as the the most, the most High, your Yah, has commanded thee. There, there are things that we need to do in the earth because we are of the earth. We are earthlings. We are made of the earth's flesh bodies. And there are certain things that the Most High want us to do on this earth to, like I said, take back the title deed and to sanctify the earth. We are not of, we, we have the spirit and we walk in the spirit, but we are in flesh bodies and we have dominion over the earth or it was given to us and we must bring it back. That is what the Father is looking for. And at the end of the book, he is bringing the kingdom of heaven to the earth. So there is, a, the, the day is holy. And this is what he's trying to get us to establish. There are covenants and appointed times that the Father honors that he's set up. That he's well, well, I think I, I think what we need to do, Sister Yellen, because time has, has come to close. I think what we need to do, because again, you you got trillions of scriptures in the Old Testament, and I think the understanding is when Christ came, change. Nobody's going to no. argue what you're reading, but I, I, I'm letting you run with this. But there are other scriptures that say things like you, one man esteems one day above the other. It tells us, let no man judge you by of Shabbat. Uh, it says, uh, this was a shadow of things God's schoolmaster. People say, oh, listen to the Gentiles. Listen, we're in the spirit. Everything is moved in the spirit. In the flesh, we're supposed to do some things, and I think Shabbat is one of them. I do think it's a commandment. I was just trying to say it wasn't a I believe everything hangs on two commandments. So we we can't. I, I don't want to do what I did last week. Start rushing. We just going to wrap the show. It hung up on us last week. Listen, sister, you did a wonderful job. I think we should do a part two where we can relax and talk about nothing but the Shabbat. And I think it will go for three hours because I'm telling you, I have a whole lot to say on this. And I do think everything you read was right, but that was for Israel. Uh, you you can't keep applying old old covenant old covenant to to uh, oh. I'm we sorry. are Israel. 
We are Israel, but what I'm saying is this. We ought to do it. I don't know how to say it. I don't say it 15 times. I believe we should keep it. I believe we should keep it. I, believe we should keep it. I think we should keep a lot of those laws, all of them if we can. But the key is I don't think we're justified by them. People are supposed to look at us and see us keeping this Shabbat, see us doing things on Saturday. See us, they're supposed to see a difference in us. That's what Arlene was saying next week, last week. I agree, I agree, I agree. But to be justified by it, please, none of that stuff, that stuff was the schoolmaster for something better. Now we're in the better righteousness, but I, I do think we're supposed to do those things. I don't know no other way to say it, but listen, we got to wrap it up. Give me 30 seconds, and then we got to close out, please. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.